Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Like a thank you, glass digital degenerates. It's your boy Gerard Michaels here. And to my left, at six foot three, 200 pounds, and every one of them is a problem. The CEO of the RNC, the master of punks, the tamer of sages, the king of the ring himself, pretty Mickey Gall. What's happening, Mick? What's, What's happening? up, baby? How you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good. I thought I was going to do the intros today. Go ahead. Why don't you intro the next guy? Um, well, what about yourself, pal? Go for it. Across me, I got, I don't know if he's the strongest funny guy in the world or the funniest strong guy. His intentions haven't really been, uh, you know, recognized yet. Um, he's a he's a liberator of man and minds. He's Gerard the Truth Michaels. Oh, I love that. That was that was like money that right there, yeah. baby. That was money. And we are joined today by royalty. Look at this, this regal, regal bastard. <laughs> he's the regal British indeed. How are we? We're good. We're the good. British are coming. The <laughs> British are coming. Listen to that. Well, yeah. So over here we got, and we're crackling a little bit. We're going to power through it. Yeah. Um, I don't think we got. Stop we, fucking touching yeah, it, Yeah, definitely, definitely don't touch it. That's what she said. <laughs> definitely, definitely lay off. Um, yeah, all right. I'm clearing up a little bit here, too here. So we got Tuco in the house. Yep. Tuco, one of the cool, definitely the coolest Brit I know. One of the coolest <laughs> coming, motherfuckers. Coming for Litton Vassell hard. Oh, shit. Coming for Litton hard. Shit. Damn. All right, cut that part out. <laughs> well, Litton hasn't come on the podcast yet. You yeah, know, he's about him. to fight He's about to fight Bader and shit. Now he's, he's big time, and he's about big. to go get his belt. It's you know big. what I mean? Damn. Yeah, but uh, over here we got Tuco. You you got to be one of them, like Mister C- Congeniality in the gym. Everybody love. I don't know one guy who doesn't love Tuco. <laughs> Everybody loves Tuco. Tuco's probably the most prominent corner in the oh, in the damn. world right now. Right, really? Thank you. Thank Hell you. yeah, he's been he's been making everybody fifty G's. You go in there with Tuco, you're probably about to make yourself an extra fifty G's in a fight. What are you standing at, Tuco? Are you six three, six four? What are you at? My driver's license says six four, but I think I'm six three and he's, a half. Bro, All he's right? he's six four. I'm six <laughs> three, and our knees are damn near kissing over here. That's right. <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> I don't know why why we didn't stuff someone on that side because. Uh, it's a it's a with the, issue. It's a girth issue. It's, it's, a, it's, it's about a girth thing, you know. This is yeah, 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 man. Well, that's the hot seat, Mick. That's the hot seat. Yeah, true. Yeah. Look at him. He came in with it in his red coat. He's the ready British to go. Like, like we're spo- we're back. Like we should be worried about that red I right can't now. Pay your taxes. Yeah. The red. Yeah, but you. Got, oh, you. Got, y'all want a rematch? He's colonizing. <laughs> oh, well, y'all want to do this again? Well, they had to rematch in eighteen twelve, and they was they was putting the, the boots to us. They're bad. fucking us up a little bit. They, yeah, we had outside. We had outside interference. We had uh, we had uh, Napoleon come in with a chair right when, he, when we were about to get pinned. Yeah, the British came back in the War of eighteen twelve and put the boots to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. yeah. And before that, they were provoking the shit. Just because we teach history so poorly in America, and probably on purpose, but like, there's this idea, there's this mythology that like we won the we won the Revolutionary War, and the British were just like, "Well, good on you, chap." And see, in World <laughs> War Two, you know, like that's not the way it happened no. at all. The British, the king was pissed. Yep. We were we were your Vietnam. Like they could have really steamrolled us any time they wanted, but we were people's cousins. We were like it was a very unpopular war back home, mm. and 
it, it really started because we were ungrateful peasants. We, uh, you know, the British crown was sick of paying for all these frontier. So you're not going to shame him into taking off That's, this red coat? No, Is that like I'm, there's, you know, <laughs> seems like I, you're giving mad props. No, 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 no. no. I mean, you know, listen, we, or Gerard, we, it's actually it's we had to bail them out twice. Otherwise, he'd be speaking <laughs> German right now. Not with this, not with this silly little accent. <laughs> back to back World War champs. That's, That's right, right. right. Strap That's them, right. strap them up, baby. You don't know, like it's still ongoing. That's why I'm here today. This is like the beginning of the new insurgency. I'm a British spy here. I'm, we're going to start it back up. Oh, <laughs> As long as you're not, you know, wearing World Economic Forum, Gab. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, that's you're what I'm saying. Here. I'm not as worried about them. I'm more worried about freaking uh, China and Russia, what they yeah. got going on over there. Shit, Imagine if I showed up be. in China dressed like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Colonizing. Bro, I'm sweating my fucking bollocks off. I had this yeah. thing on for five minutes. I don't know how those drag queens and shit do it. <laughs> with wigs and all that shit. Well, it turns out they get pretty angry. Is how they do it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Tuco, is that is that your your government name, bro? <laughs> I love when Americans do a British accent. It's the best thing ever. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, that pretty was good right. little cockney. You, I'm gonna have to like living in America, navigating America as a Brit. Is that like difficult? But I've been here for five years. I've had to change my accent somewhat. Well, you're not really in America. You're so in you Florida. Got, yeah, true. Yeah, America. Florida <laughs> is America. Yeah, it's America. When I, when I land back in Florida, if I've been traveling, like if I go from New York to Florida, as soon as I land, I go, oh, it feels good to be back Brother, in America. It's, it's weird that you say yeah. that. I got in last night at four o'clock. I was stuck in JFK for 12 freaking hours. Oh, man. And as soon as I touched down, I was like, I felt the weight come yeah. off my shoulder. Breath of fresh air. It was good to be back right? in America. I was yeah. just sitting there, you know, getting angrier and angrier, just just death staring people wearing their masks at yeah. JFK, just like tick tick it off, tick tick it off, yeah. tick it off. Like I'm just getting angrier and angrier and angrier at these people. It's like, it, you know, it, 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 I don't know why I have such a visceral reaction to it. Like they're not bothering me, but yeah. I'm just like staring at them. Like who the fuck are you doing this for? <laughs> who are you doing this for? I'm watching them eat something with their hands, right? Yeah. Take a French fry from the food court in their hands to their mouth. Put the mask back on after going. You, you after they've been touching moron. every fucking. What are you doing? What are you? Yeah. What are you doing this for? Yeah, oh, it's just yeah. virtue signaling at that point, right? They're just trying to. Yeah, like it's part of their identity. So oh, before I forget, I brought you guys a gift. What we got? There's Fre- not enough freshies, for both look, of us. It says on there, freshies just got laid. <laughs> so these are these are eggs. Hold them up a little bit. Hold them up for the camera a little these bit. Are eggs. Look at those sexy eggs. These are eggs from my chickens at home. No right? way. But these aren't just regular eggs, Gerard. These are they're called pullet eggs. In the fat, like if there's a chicken, it's under a year. When they finally start laying for four weeks and four weeks only, they lay these. They're called pullet eggs, mini eggs. Wow. And they're super rich, super delicious. They have a higher nutrient content than so it's like big the, eggs. It's the veal of eggs. Yeah, for only four weeks, so they're, they're limited, you know. Wow. So how many days is that? Four weeks. I'm not a math guy. So you're saying you got to add those with normal eggs. You don't just ma- mash no, them can. six up, and make you, an omelet. You can, yeah, the best you, omelet you ever. Take, yeah, you can do a six egg omelet. Now but the, you the see chickens, the variety in color. That's what I was going to so ask. These, did, did the chickens know it was Easter? And, and they, <laughs> no. Just, no. So I, I, have a mi- <laughs> I have a mixture of chickens. I got my chickens from Dr. Del Porsche. Yeah. Who, uh, he's a, a vet who comes and wrestles with us. He's been wrestling. He's like 100 years old. I don't know. He's like 50, <laughs> 60. But we just say yeah, he's, Dale's a, a man. he's a grandpa. Yeah. But uh, he gave me, he hatched my first chickens that I had. And they were Americanas. And now I have, uh, there's a bunch of different ones. I don't know. But. 
Some of them lay olive eggs, so you have olive ones here. Yeah. Now, for, for people who don't know, yeah. chickens will lay eggs and uh, make other chickens, and then but every day they'll like shit out one of those or so. So no, they just lay eggs, but to make another chicken, you. But that and none of those it. eggs would ever become a chicken. No, they're no, not they have fertilized. fertilized. Yeah, right. Yeah, they have so to be that's fertilized. Their, that's uh, an egg is a chicken. Period. It's their yeah. menstrual cycle. Yeah. So how can but you tell the were, difference between when one's going to be like no, an egg? No, they have to or? sit on it. They have to sit on it. and uh, you have So to, they don't sit on any of those. They, they just come kind in of contact with a cock. <laughs> a hen? No, it's oh, the rooster. warmth. The warmth. I could take this and go hatch it if I put it in an incubator. It has to have warmth. Wait, Whoa. it doesn't have to come in contact? It doesn't have to be fertilized by a, by a rooster? How's he going to fertilize it from the outside? No, no, no. It gets fertilized. She gets fertilized. She gets fertilized. <laughs> yeah. No, every egg can become fertilized if you hatch it. But before it's what? hatched. I'm sure on TikTok, I don't have TikTok, you'll have to vouch, but Well I'm saying what I'm saying is the opposite, is that those any like those are like guilt free. Like a, a vegan shouldn't feel bad about eating an egg because that's not gonna become a chicken. That's just It was just chicken period or yeah. chicken. No, whatever it could become a chicken if you were to if it sat on it, if you left it. I don't we know if that's true. We need to fact like, check that. Yeah. I just eat eggs. This. Jamie, pull that shit up. <laughs> I, just, I just eat eggs, man. I don't know. I have chickens and I feed them. And Do you I have warm. roosters? I have one rooster. Yeah, one rooster. He, like, got, he got a stud. Him. Yeah. He got to protect him. But no, but anyway, these protect are yours. Him. Does that look procreate. blue to you? I call that a blue Yeah, egg. that's baby blue. Yeah, blue. yeah, look at that. Yeah, it's cerulean. That looks store-bought. That, that looks amazing. And yeah. actually, if those that's were store-bought, wow. Well, I should probably give that to Mickey because Gerard needs like 65 in, of those. In, in yeah, Biden's no. economy. Those are mine, but I'll let Gerard sit on them. This is yeah. like a $50 gift. Yeah. Thank you so You're much. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just gold right there. Now, right? as an Irish guy, when the British <laughs> give you a gift, you better be fucking careful. Yeah. Because this right here, you eat this. Yeah, maybe, put, maybe. Next thing you know, maybe your potatoes you don't start growing. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just interrupt and offer British a disclaimer here for this I'm not actually British by blood. I'm born and bred in London, but I have zero British blood. <laughs> so this is just for like comedic effect. You're actually, you guys are probably more English than me. Like, You're probably right. I got any, a little bit in me, yeah. And when did your family move to America? Uh, like, the, like the 1900s. So in 1776, like you were a red coat. Not me. No, 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 Irish, brother. We were, yeah, we're more, we're more, we're more, uh, Irish. I have more Irish, and and uh, take this wig off. Sorry, you guys were oppressing us for a thousand years before the uh, but before the we they even knew the new world existed, yeah, Tuco. That's not exactly uh, that's, that's not exactly the Queen's English, is it? <laughs> that is my real middle name. Ah, I'm actually my first name is uh, it's a Greek name named after my Greek granddad. Malaka. My dad is Greek. <laughs> it's Yorgo. <laughs> Yorgo. Giorgio. Georgios. Yeah. Okay. But I always went by my middle name too. I'm I'm uh, named after my grandfather's too. Yeah. Yeah. That's an Italian thing too, right? Uh, I'm not that much Italian, bro. Oh, I, I know, know you I always just, want me to be because you're so good looking. You just look like like a, a real like, Italian like, stallion. <laughs> All right, I, you know what? I'll take it, dude. Real recognize real. Yeah. You know what I mean? I appreciate yeah. that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm a mutt. I'm a mutt. Yeah. I'm like a, a bunch of different shit. My my uh, my gra- my Italian grandfather's my middle name, right. and my uh, I'm named after my my dad's dad and my mom's dad. Right. Yeah. Guess yeah. his so middle name. I give no you, one in I the give world you a thousand will. guess. Yeah, you, you, you'll <laughs> never get it. You told me before, no, or you didn't tell me. I'm no, I I probably told. If it comes up, I tell. But then I say you can't tell anyone. <laughs> tell me, tell, tell the world. <laughs> my well, my my government name is uh, Michael Bonifiscal. 
Boniface. 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 That's a show. You know what it name. means too? No. Beautiful face. There's no yeah. way. There's How no perfectly way. named. No How aptly no named. That's true. That's you know what like I mean? a what came Bonifacio. First, the chicken or the egg. Would you have been good looking if you didn't have that name? I don't know. Or did you get that name because you were going to be good looking? I, yeah, I think it was like it was destined. It was in the stars. <laughs> Go ahead and Google all you want, G. <laughs> it means what it means. All right. Well, Boniface the, Santoro. The Boniface, the Miriam Webster definition is the proprietor of a hotel, nightclub, or restaurant. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> really? <laughs> Well, you, gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look. You gotta look in Italian. Like Club Gold. <laughs> oh wait, that, this reminds me. So I got a question for for both you guys. Means today. fortunate. And it means fortunate. Fortunate and, uh, face. Auspicious. <laughs> I think it's face. Anyway, faccio face Bonifacio. But anyway, um, so I got a question on, for quick, both you guys. Quick, stop, you real quick, real quick. Stop. Yeah, real quick. Stop. Because, yeah, because you just did the you did the thing. But uh, face what Bonifacio? This reminds me of that joke online that's going around where it's like, uh, I met that dude. I met that dude, Michael, and he said that his parents named him Michael because he could jump real high like the basketball player. <laughs> and then the dad goes, "Well, how they know he's gonna jump high when he was a baby?" <laughs> the kid goes, well, they lied to me. <laughs> Bonifacio. I, never I got saw that name Bonifacio because I got a beautiful face. Guys, it just makes sense. <laughs> they lied to me. Yeah, anyway, you were saying? <laughs> um, Two questions? No, I have one question. Uh, yeah. Um, damn, bro, you're already sweating from that fucking. Bro, that that thing's highly oh, flammable. Hey, pain is pain is, or uh, beauty is pain, bro. That thing is highly <laughs> flammable. Fucking like wearing. Shirt, uh, I like that. It's great because everyone thinks they look ripped up. Again. It's like it looks like abs on you. Oh, that's good. I need some abs. <laughs> Sorry. Here's my question. Here's my question. If you had to pick four people uh, to have dinner with, his his any people in history, who would you pick at your at your fucking table? Now I got I I I I came prepared, so I got one while you guys think. All right. Right. So my tr- my true one, and this is what reminded me of it was uh, one would be both my grandfathers that passed. My father and my great grandfather be all family, you know. what I mean, because I think you learn, you can learn so much from family. Very but that's Italian. not, that's not, Italian. that's not, that's not quite like sexy enough, though. You know what I mean? So I gotta, <laughs> if, that's a little selfish on my part. So I think for the podcast, quite a pick one non-family. Yes, I think I gotta, you gotta do do one as non-family. I say we can, you can include family if that's your real one, because okay. you know we keep it real. But sure. you can, we can deviate and talk to your other one. So here's my other one. I think I'm gonna go with Babe Ruth, Mike Tyson. Marcus Aurelius, and that last spot, that last spot, is up in the air. I think I got. I think I. I think I might. I might go with Rogan on it. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Rogan. Well, with Rogan, I think I think Rogan and Tyson are modern day philosophers. I think you know. I was thinking maybe like Biggie or Tupac or something like that. But I just I I decided no. I was thinking maybe Muhammad Ali. I feel like no one would get a word in edgewise. You know, um, be pretty funny. <laughs> Rogan's a good one because with Rogan you get the thousands of guests and knowledge that sure that's what I'm saying. And I also I also feel like Tyson's kind of a modern day philosopher, like I the guess, way he. I mean, and we're assuming Marcus Aurelius knows English, or you. Of guys course, of course, of course, okay. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You you don't need a yeah. The, you don't need a translator. Need like, well, we all yeah. yeah. Got it. This is it, we're me. bringing him back from the past. I'm not gonna bring him back from the past and he be let's, like let's talking about this thing in reality. Okay, once yeah. we bring him back, he's gonna have to learn English. So you know, no, he's gonna know English. I love that you went with Babe Ruth. Why Babe Ruth? I mean, think about it, Babe Ruth. So I think Babe Ruth is kind of the opposite of Aurelius in a lot of ways. Why do you say that? That man was controlled by his appetites. 
Oh yeah, that man was you know eating hot dogs in the middle of games, sure. drinking cokes, breakfast huge like would eat like six huge meals a day. You know, what I mean, he was out there chasing women, smashing baseballs. So like, I I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my one of my life's dreams, one of my major goals, is to write and direct a Babe Ruth biopic because they that, did one with uh it's what's horrible. his name it's ho- John Goodman John it's, Goodman it's a joke. I thought it was alright no but it's I saw but, it but it's very, not who kid. he but it's not who he was like we have this idea of Babe Ruth as like the fat guy eating eating hot dogs and like larger than life dude professional sports as they exist today do not exist without Babe Ruth you guys do not have the job that you have mm. without Babe Ruth this guy was a larger-than-life cult of personality, the likes of which has very seldom been seen on this planet. This guy took a game that, at the time, was thought of as, like, very rude. It was a crude game. It was a white trash game. It was Ty Baseball. Cobb. Yes. And Ty t- Cobb was before Babe Ruth? Yeah, right in the beginning. It was Ty Cobb and then Babe Ruth. And, he, and he, Babe Ruth going to Broadway in New York, coming out of that first little depression that we had in the 1919s, coming out of World War One, he created this spectacle of American greatness, like this idea of, you know, like the, the America first, the grandiose, the Ty Cobb was 20s. a nasty motherfucker. Nasty dude. Now he that's would, a he, great movie. He would, Cobb? He, he, yeah, with uh, Tommy Lee Jones. That's a great movie. He would, he would make his, his cleats, like he would sharpen his spikes, and as he'd slide into second base, he'd stab people right in the Bro, I don't even know who that is. Ty Cobb, bad motherfucker. It's America's sport, buddy. And even Babe Ruth, like... Hey, I, he actually That's came over, and, and he's a big uh, Eagles fan. Yeah. Really? So I'm, it's, I'm happy he took football. Yeah. Sorry he took the Eagles. Yeah. Bad, <laughs> There's bad a couple choice. Giants fans over well, when here. When I first moved here, they just won the Super Bowl. So it was so like the best team. Ty Cobb, you'll like this as a fighter. He's, he's an unbelievably quotable. He was a quote machine. Right. and But like he wasn't like a happy guy. Like He meant nah, it yeah, when he, he was, was saying it. He was accused of killing a guy over a oh, gambling shit. debt. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, <laughs> they asked him. At his Hall of Fame induction, he was in the first class inducted into the Hall of Fame, and they were like, you know, now that the pitchers do this full time and everybody's throwing so hard and the athletes have caught up, you know, what do you think you'd bat in today's game? And he's like, ah, shit, I don't know, 290, 300. And they were like, wow, the incredible Ty Cobb, a man who hit over 400 three times, thinks he'd only hit 290 in today's game. He goes, well, yeah, I'm 67 years old, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but we, we, we don't, and there's other guys too, man. There, there's uh, like crazy dudes like Red Grange and these guys that back in the day, college football was more popular than pro football. And these guys were like, you know, they were seen that if you went, if you were a professional football player, it was like you were a loser. It was like, get a job, man. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so, all right. So let's uh, k- keep breaking down my table. So we got Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah. Love Babe we Ruth. Got, Man, mine's I, a lot deeper than that. Yours is quite, like, modern. Yeah, yeah well, except for Aurelius. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But why right? Why? Why Aurelius? I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm definitely a fan of... I think he's one of the most interesting people because he had all the power in the world. He, was, he controlled the known world. Sure. Right? Like, he, they didn't know about China and whatever was, you know, going on over there. But they, as, as much of the world they knew, he controlled it all. Yep. And instead, he could have had all the women and wine and you know good times he wanted but instead he lived like such a strict disciplined person like like the highest of virtue you know what i mean like Marcus he, aurelius aurelius yeah, yeah one of the one of the one of the stoicism Stoic, he's one of the yeah. yeah 
Well, well the he, pillars, he I should say. Cause, Plato yeah. and, and uh, Socrates. Yep. That's kind of who he... Aristotle. Like, and, and that was Socrates's... I, I, Plato was Socrates. That was their vision was like a philosopher king. Yeah. Or a, a king who's like, is you know, they thought that's what's going to be the like the best, I mean, like kind of person to rule a place. Plato was and a I just, pro fighter. Really? Yeah, wrestler, Olympic wrestler. Really? Yeah, Plato is like, not, not his name. Yeah, Plato just means wide, with like big. Right. Yeah. He was a he was an Olympic wrestler. Oh, damn. Yeah. But I, I just I think Aurelius I I I I like a lot of his uh um what do you, what would you call them? Like his ideals. Like yeah. a lot of his stuff. Like it's you know, I, I just think he's he's gotta be one of the most impressive people in history. I think like it'd be an interesting, you know, juxtaposition him and Babe Ruth at the same yeah, you know, table. You, well he's stoic as fuck. I, he probably wouldn't even say much. He'd be like, Oh, he, Hit this guy's, a, he'd just be chilling and wait again. He'd probably be horrified. By what it. are you guys <laughs> eating at this dinner as well? <laughs> Man, I didn't, th- I didn't think. I, <laughs> yeah. I imagine if if you can have all, all these people from from any time, you could have whatever you want. You know, yeah. what I mean, they got it all on the menu. All right, Maybe so, they bring so a Mickey's, dish. So Mickey's eating Indian food with Marcus <laughs> Maybe they bring a dish. You know, their own yeah. dish. That'd yeah, be interesting be. to see if they brought a dish. It'll be interesting to see yeah. if you found it appetizing. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, you know, Marcus Aurelius too. One of the things I do love about the Stoics is the idea of like the warrior in the garden. You know, he's kind of like Jordan Peterson a little bit, although he goes more towards a little bit of more of a hard line, mm-hmm. um, you know, masculinity. You know, this idea that if you're intellectual without being any sort of uh, athletic, it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And if you're athletic without being any sort of intellectual, it doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. that yin and the yang. You, you should be both, and you of should aspire course, to yeah. be both. You, know, you should aspire to be dangerous mm. and then also be able to con- control that dangerous yeah. aspect of yourself. Well, yeah, if you're at one end of the spectrum and you have a guy, you could, you could be the most intelligent guy in the world, it's like, well, it, this gorilla or tiger will kill you in yeah. this room if yep. you can't defend yourself so how intelligent yep. are you yeah you know, yeah well that that's a, yeah it's like the like a what's it what's what is it a a kind a kind man yeah um so it's if you're if you're strong you can be kind because you you know you you can't you can you could inflict violence and pain yeah, on someone yeah, choosing what, what what's how does the exact yeah, saying yeah. go well, and uh, but the only, uh, only the strong can be kind, yeah. right? Because the weak can't choose. Yeah, to they be. they have yeah, they have yeah. to be kind. They have to be kind. It's not you know? a choice for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think for me, you know, as interested in, in world history and, and geopolitics as I am, the, the table is pretty simple and it's pretty boring. Oh, and I should say, you guys, uh, I know you probably wanna include me at the table, but like, <laughs> we're we're gonna have lunch after. Like, this is a fantasy thing. Like, we could just, you know what I mean? It's it's all right. Oh, I just wanted to say right, before well, you, I need a, now I need a minute to think of the fourth. Guy. Yeah, you got to think uh, of your fourth. Sorry, but uh, I guess I'm gonna replace you with Winston Churchill. Oh no, nice. uh, I do Churchill, Hitler. Nice. Jesus and Caesar. Julius Caesar. Ooh, those are yeah. strong. Strong choices. I yeah, like those. That'd be my fault. Mine are a little more like I don't know. Shame. Not a lot of, not a lot of women saying. at the table here. We got <laughs> yeah. I got maybe I gotta mix I'm one of them up of here one. and uh you know <laughs> Look, maybe if you have get, a if you have an all time history with one and you're trying to fucking uh Chase pussy. No. <laughs> that's, that's a problem. You know, what? you're like if you're inviting like four bimbos to the table, like it's fair. There's a woman on mine. Angelina then. Jolie and fucking uh, I'll tell you what, Margot though, Robbie. I, I would not mind Womb Raider. Yeah, <laughs> I would not mind uh, seeing uh, what either Cleopatra or. Uh, Helena Troy look like to like, like cause yeah. entire continents Ooh, to go to Troy. if you're gonna cause Strong. entire continents to go to war for a decade mm-hmm. I need to see now like, how, what, how what real, the big deal how was. real is that and uh, like the whole tr- Trojan War versus really? it isn't it but isn't it a lot of it's Homer's epic yeah it's the Iliad and the Odyssey I mean uh, the, the Odyssey's as, Odysseus yeah as far as like what 
in the story is 100% accurate, you know, it's, you know, it's 10,000 years ago. It's hard to tell, you know, it's, you know, they're considered epic poems, but they're also historical. Yeah. So there was a historical Troy. They, they disagree on where it was exactly, you know, somewhere up in like Illyria, um, not to not to get into the history of the Greek in front of the Grecian, but uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of like what we know is like Greek. Um, there was they were city states. There wasn't really like one Greece. Yeah, um, and even even uh, even Alexander wasn't really Greek by modern standards. Macedonian, was Macedonian yeah. you know. So yeah. so you know what I found out like uh, Volkanovsky. The fighter, right? I don't. I thought he was Croatian or something. Mm. And then uh, someone told me, no, he, he's Macedonian. So then I look into him. He's actually Greek. Oh like shit! His mom is like a gr- fresh Greek from Greece, huh. and his dad is a Greek Macedonian. I was like, oh my god, we got one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a fucking champ. Hell yeah, Cleopatra. <clears throat> we think of Cleopatra as you know this this Egyptian princess yeah. Greek right she's Greek yeah Ptolemy and yeah. they kept it in the family a lot of interbreeding there so when Alexander took over it, you know northern Africa it's very interesting now, now people are gonna and all this stoic talk saying. that all comes from like Athens yeah you know yeah Plato, yeah. Socrates all 100%. that 100% big ups to you Malakas you know what I'm saying yeah, big, <laughs> yeah the, the smart Malakas yeah <laughs> you know real gay out there in Sparta but but you know <laughs> Lesbos we already did this with uh, with uh, what was it uh, Christos Christos yeah, yeah. and uh, great guy man Christos the um, but the, we look at everything, there's this massive flaw in any debate called presentism. Mm. It's actually a logical fallacy. If you're in a debate class or you're, mm. you know, you're one of those geeks like I was, you do you get a, you get a point deducted for logical fallacies right. or arguing in bad faith, and presentism is one of those things. And we look at history through modern lenses. So mm. when we think of like Syria, right today, we think of like Middle Eastern, Arabic. Syria was very lighter skinned. It was very Romanized. Mm. For thousands of years, think of who had been colonizing the Mediterranean, the northern rim of Africa around the Middle East. It had been the Greeks followed by the Romans. So we think of the Carthaginians, right? These are lighter skinned, more Mediterranean people. So like this idea, like again, like the, you know, Jesus was black. Probably not. Right, Jesus was probably looked more what we would think modern day Greek would yeah. look. Right, he was he, he was a working class person. He was out. He was a carpenter. He was out in the sun all day. He, he didn't look like you know one of these blonde haired blue eyed Aryans like yeah. he, like he is. But he, this idea that he was somehow uh, like a Persian or an Arab like yeah. they look today, it's also historically inaccurate because the the Persian wave came after the Roman wave. So these things happen in colonization. Yeah. And it only, if anybody's ever seen the movie True Romance, you know it only takes yeah. a couple <laughs> generations yeah. to change the entire demographic of, of a region. So these regions looked very different back mm. then. And the idea of like, we think of Alexander, like Alexander was, he was a Macedonian. Like yeah. he was, he was a, a Bosnian, yeah. you know, he was, he was a Balkan guy, you yeah. know, it's, and it's just very fascinating to me how, how like tribalism kind of changes history throughout time. That would be one of the things I'd love talking with Caesar. And, and, you know, if I could talk to Caesar, did you really kill a million Gauls? Yeah. <laughs> why? Like what? Why? I didn't like the way they so you, looked. Your table's got, uh, Caesar, Hitler, Jesus, and Churchill. Yeah, 
maybe Helena Troy or, or Cleopatra just to throw to it in. You know what I thought you were going to do? They can be the server or whatever. I thought, I was thinking. No, there's a woman at my table. Yeah, as long as she's serving. Yeah. All right. So I was thinking he was going to go, he was going to go like forefathers. Like he was going to be like George Washington and and then have like Biden there so that like George Washington could like rip him a new asshole. That'd be great. If I if I had any of the forefathers there, let me let me see if you can guess which which of the if I would actually John Hancock. You know what? I'll get rid of Churchill and I'll replace you're right. I'll replace him with my favorite founding father. It's not John Hancock? It's not John Hancock, although I do like his balls. Yeah, who, he who put his it? dick on the table. <laughs> who is Son it? that shit big. Um Ah, go go for it. I don't know. Big Ben Franklin guy. Ben Franklin's a fucking G. Yeah. A G. Absolute fucking Maybe a serial killer? Maybe. Did you hear about that? No. They found like, like hundreds, I didn't know this either. Like hundreds of bo- of bones in uh, uh I think like about ten people's worth of bones in his backyard. In his basement. Oh damn. It was thirteen. The good 13. outweighs the bad. Thirteen. We've already Omri loves correcting me. We've already oh. established on the Slick and Thick podcast for people that have been listening to the last thirty five episodes, uh America doesn't really care about murder. So we're fine. <laughs> yeah. Just don't be uh racist or transphobe and yeah. just kill whoever you want. Yeah. So anyway, uh Ben Franklin or John Adams? I would love John Adams also. John Adams is a fucking G. A G. Yeah? Yeah. How come? Why is he such a G? <sighs> ah, man. How much time you got? <laughs> like, th- this is... Uh, less than a minute, please. Yeah. yeah. Dude, these guys, you got to put it into context. We do such a bad That's job. That's good. Hey, Tuco, how about uh, your table? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, G. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't colonize him, real quick. <laughs> Let me put my shit back on. <laughs> but March. Uh, but you got to put it into context. Imagine they—they they were America. They were America yeah. today. Imagine a couple guys in Florida were like, "You know what? Fuck it. We're not paying your stupid taxes anymore. We don't want to be a part of the team. No, you got to be a part of the team. Right here, buddy. <laughs> right here. Goes to Joe Biden. Says, "I don't want to. No, you're an yeah. idiot. <clears throat> right? You—you're not. The—the—the the, the election's rigged." Our voice isn't being heard. We're out. Yeah. Goes to the United States and says, right here, peace. We're out of here. The guys were already, like, these weren't, sometimes, like, the peasant revolt, you get it. Like, the French Revolution started because they were starving. Like, they had no other options. There was no bread, right? The, the, these In India, they were slaves, right? In America, these guys had it pretty good. These guys, these guys were making money. John Adams was making money. He was a wealthy guy. He was doing yeah, yeah. well for himself. Life was Washington good. Washington was a general. He yeah, could have been like, the... Why? Yeah. They're, well, dude, their life was good. And they were like, fuck it. Risk it all. We need to do our own thing. And then they took over and said, no loss. Do what you want, people. You're welcome. Yeah, they were like, Washington, be the king. He's like, I don't want to be a king. It's never happened like, before in the history of humanity, and it'll never happen again. And one of the reasons that the global elites want to shit on these people so much and why they're, why the Constitution is under attack, why the Bill of Rights is under attack, is because these group of people showed everybody else, we don't need them. We don't need them. We don't need their coin, and we don't need their lead, and we don't need their guns, and we don't need their protection. We don't need daddy government hanging over us. Get the fuck out of here. We're going to hang out with our farm. We're going to do our own thing. Peace. Mm. And it, it, it's, it's, it's a moment in history that's, it's like if Spartacus had won the slave revolution yeah. in, in Rome. Like, it's, it's, it's never happened before, and it'll never happen again. It's, a, it's a, just the mo- most beautiful human moment by people that, that are just incredibly uh, 
And they, they, that's a minute's up. They were <laughs> what they were smart, and they they weren't selfless. They, there was self interest involved, but they were smart, and they understood the and they you know they took the risk anyway. I mean, it's just the bravery, brave, and it's incredible that you know. Yeah, they're fucking badasses. You know, no we, doubt. We're such cowards by by you know. Oh my god, what if I get canceled for saying this? And these guys were like fucking two middle fingers to the king. Like they're just on a whole different level. And they, you know, we're we're such pansies compared to them. And they wore fucking Lululemons and fucking uh, wigs and and you know, maybe maybe that's what it was. Maybe maybe we you know we just they were like so pissed off all day that they had to wear the wigs and the fucking and the blush. So you don't you think we don't put respect on their name because of like the the weird clothes? I do. I I actually yeah. think that that has a lot to do with. it. I think we think of them as these dainty little dandies, yeah, like kind of know, fairy these, boys. These little fairy. Yeah. Look at these little fairy boys. But really, they were like the ultimate boom, badasses. Boom, bang bang, get off my land, Bro, boom, boom. Boom. Britain are the pound for pound colonial kings like for such a small fucking place took over sure. how much uh, you'll know the percentage of the world they controlled it was oh yeah like but, uh, but percent what's crazy is that the british aren't even british that's what yeah. i love is that the british got taken over yeah. by vikings that are like hey yeah. guess what viking you're a brit now yeah. anglo-saxon lords yeah well, done that a bunch of times the huguenots the normans well the plantagenets yeah. the uh the british monarchy spoke french for like a thousand yeah. years they didn't even speak english they, they spoke french like all on purpose to make yeah. sure that the peasant English knew that they were better than them. Yeah. You know, one of those War of the Roses kind of ended that. Then the Tudors, the real, the yeah. real Brits. <laughs> that was your Mar- that was your America yeah. moment with the War of the Roses. They were like, we're taking our country back. <laughs> yeah, for these stupid French Plantagenet. That's Game of Thrones, right? Game of Thrones. War of the one. Roses. Yeah. So who would your four be? My four would be first at the table, Genghis Khan. For sure, uh, I thought I thought about that having him too. The Mongol horde, the lo- the group, the biggest continuous empire in the history of our our planet. For sure, and uh, yeah, I just want to know like how much he macked. <laughs> oh, I mean, he f- they yeah, say he, like one in eighty men on this. Yeah, bro, I think, and I think like uh, I think one in five Asian people. Yeah. I don't, know if, I don't know if there's like a lot that. of macking going someone, on there, bro. I, I bro think, uh, someone tried to do the math on it. They were like, he must have impregnated like 60 women a day. I'm like, Yeah, and I don't think that's no consensual, bro. But then again, who knows? <laughs> More of a smack than a mack. Bro, <laughs> testosterone in men is on the decline. Like, male virility is going down. Who knew back then? Yeah. When you're doing that much killing and eating that sure. much organic produce from the Mongol Empire. It's true. You don't know how strong yeah. this guy's seed was. Yeah, strong seed. They're eating their horses once they... Once uh, their ho- their horses would like die, they'd eat them. Well, do you know how they do you know how yeah, they make they the very uh, resourceful? Do you know how they make horse the, meat, bro? You know how they that's, make got that's got Shavkat spazzing too. Overeem, bro. You know how yeah, they make that uh, horse meat edible? Uh, they they used to dry it out. Do you know how? <laughs> no. <laughs> They they'd slice it thin, put it under their saddle, and cook it with their fucking ass sweat as no they were way. riding. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they 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 shred they shred the meat. Put it under the saddle, and then the friction of them riding Ma- for all day long. With some yeah, butt exactly. yeah no, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was Damn. like, you, imagine you're like chilling in Constantinople, Ugh. just eating grapes and enjoying fucking honey, and then you see these guys out there like, we're going to come in, and you're like, just horse and fecal bro, sweat. You're, you know, the Mongols, like horse and ass. The Mongols yeah. actually, they made it to Japan by boat for a short time. Is that right? Yeah, I read a book about this, and it's crazy because the Japanese in that time, a lot of samurais and when you would have a, a fight with someone, it was a one-on-one only. Yeah. And when you get there, you're in your full armor 
with your sword and you declare your name, your lineage. That was the same thing with the Trojan War. That's how they that's how they used to do it too. You'd have to like you'd make sure yeah. like you weren't related to anyone. Fight. Like yeah. it was yeah, you'd declare your name. You'd but like nobles would fight nobles and stuff. I don't know. I, th- I think it would it, like that was the thing with like Ajax and Achilles. Like uh so what's his name? Uh is it Paris? Who no? Paris. Who's, who's Paris the one? was the prince? And who was, who was Hector? Hector's Hector. his older brother. Yeah, Hector was. So, he was. He so was Hector used to fight very dishonorably. Really? Yes. Hector used to just run around the battlefield swinging his fucking swords at yeah. people. Well, when he was everyone a chariot, else, right? He had a chariot. Everyone else would would like do what you were talking yeah. about. Like that was that was a real thing. Like you would you yeah, you'd be in you'd like introduce yourselves, <laughs> give your name, give your family's like lineage, and then it's a, okay. Okay, so we're gonna do battle now. Yeah. Yeah. So bro, they. There was an instant where someone done that and then 50 Mongols jumped off a boat and just <laughs> ran up on them and shanked them they with a They were like, whoa, 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 sword, this bro. is not how this works. Yeah, yeah, imagine. He's like, I am... Dishonorable. Bro, they're jumping up behind him, just shanking him with little short, little Mongol blades and shit. Yeah. So, bro, that, Quite that's to his crazy surprise. to me to think of. Um, but as well, Gerard, maybe you'll know. There was a, that was kind of what we did to the British, too. A little guerrilla <laughs> yeah. warfare. You but know I, what I, I mean? I'm like we're, I'd be very you guys interested. were marching out. See us on the field of battle like men with we're honor. Like, we'll be up we're in like, trees with yeah. muskets. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> about that. <laughs> See you later. But yeah, there, there was a battle somewhere where apparently the Mongols killed a million people in one hour. Do you know where you, you hear that from, though? Where? The Mongols. So it's always like everything we know about Julius Caesar, we know from one source yeah julius caesar yeah exactly. so like it's you the gotta you, right you know that's right but i want to go to mongolia so bad that's on my list well, how, how funny would it be like you go and you see chingis khan you're like this fucking guy's an animal yeah. he's like five foot two buck yeah. 35 yeah you yeah know? for real there's he's a statue been, of him there isn't there and it's huge well, yeah, that, well, the, there's a statue of Genghis Khan. In the average size of the Roman soldier was like five six or five seven. Yeah, and they, there wasn't sure. a ton of nutrients. So they, what, if you're five six, what are you a buck fifty? Bunch of fucking yeah. five six, one hundred and fucking sixty pound fucking <laughs> yeah. Pauly D's taking over the world in, sa- in sandals. Like Gerard's like six Navy SEALs will take out the whole fucking. Oh, <laughs> it, that would be incredible. Like like if there was a Roman legion. Could SEAL Team 6 take it out? <laughs> yeah. Could 12 Navy yeah, SEALs... they have guns. With one drone. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so, um, <laughs> cool phalanx. As they're marching, I'm just, yeah. I'm just going to press this button here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, no. So, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Um, Rasputin. Rasputin. Interesting. That's a good one, huh? Dicking down the queen. Yeah, I just want to know, like, his secrets, you know? Ooh. And, uh... The Iron Lady, the one and only, the greatest woman who's ever lived. Margaret Thatcher? Margaret Thatcher. Nice. Yeah. I don't know much about Margaret Thatcher. Maggie was a straight G. Imagine when she was in power as a woman in the fucking 80s and shit. Yeah. Do you know what they said? Imagine imagine this. Oh, was she she a prime minister? Prime minister. minister, First female prime minister. Okay. Famous quote about about socialism. Who was the the queen? The queen who just passed. Eventually run out of other people's money. Say again? She has the va- she has the famous quote about socialism because you know the problem about socialism is eventually you run out of other people's money. <laughs> she said you won't achieve anything if you're trying to be liked. <laughs> I love yeah. that. <laughs> but she, uh, bro, we think about everyone was scared of her because she was such a bitch. And uh, but imagine how scared like the female people in parliament were of her. Yeah. Like the men were scared of her. Imagine if you're another woman. But it's, it's how scared you were of this bitch. Like it's very so interesting too, just to think about the fact that Mick's like, I don't know much about her. Yeah. But we have had this feminist uprising basically our yeah. entire adult lives. 
And, you know, we've had Women's History Month. Here is a woman they'll that took over. Her, yeah. They'll never mention it. She's not well liked. So, She's by who, though? By who? This is my point. Same thing. People? I don't we, know. We've had Black History Month our whole life. If you go out into the street and you ask anybody who Thomas Sowell Thomas is, Sowell. they'll have no idea. Okay. It's Bird. propaganda. It's commie propaganda. It, and I, I know that that sounds like jingoistic. It's right. communist propaganda. Bird, Thomas they only Sowell was promote- on my table. <laughs> was he really? That was yeah. the last guy? Right, he's the last no person shit. on my table. Bro, he's my birthday twin. Get out of here. Listen to this. When I turned 30. Brilliant, man. I was Google. I was sitting there on my birthday and I Googled, uh, like, who's who else has my birthday, you know, June 30th? And I look on it, Mike Tyson and Thomas Sowell. Yeah. Wow. And the day I turned 30, Kids Thomas Sowell turned 90. Wow. Bro, one of the smartest people ever. Like you said, they'll never mention him. Yep. And he's one of the, White, the greatest uh, black authors and thinkers yeah. in history. White liberal black redneck. Yeah. Unbelievable book. Bro, I've read every book he's ever wrote. Yeah. Written, wrote. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I met a uh, I met a, uh, a guy who's who's a military strategist, black guy, this weekend, came to the show because we were... I'm not going to say his name. Really, really smart guy. I want to get him on the pod. And he was essentially like, he's like, uh, everything that's being done is being done for people to give the government the green light to go after white people. I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. He goes, no, you got to understand. It's, it's, it's soft target politics. It's mm-hmm. everything that they're doing. They want to turn one group against the other group. And they were like, they've already divided the white group. They're like 50% of the population divided against each other. All you have to do is get one of those people to do something stupid so the other groups go save us from these guys. And that mm-hmm. gives the right. government the so green they feel light righteous to, to go yeah. in and take the biggest pawn off the table. You know, the biggest the biggest piece off the board. And that's that's kind of like the, the soft belly thing he was talking about. I, I'm trying to get him on so we can explain it in better terms without, you know. But it was very, the way he broke it down was very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I'm like, how? What, what made you think of this? He's like, I did it. I, I, I helped coups. Yeah, this is what we did in in other countries. We take mm. the we take the biggest strongest group, we split it, we turn everybody else against them, we hollow them out, and then we say, "Hey, you're welcome. Now we control everything. Yeah. You're welcome for the security, and all it costs you is your freedom. Yeah. Pay up. It's kind Pay of up. fucked. We've been doing it in the Middle East and South America for hundred years. Mm. It's wild. And he's like, I, you know, the tactics. You know, I'm like that's crazy. They're doing it How do you know? This country, yeah. I've done it. It's interesting. He was a, ca- he was a counterinsurgent in other places. Yeah. It's Pretty interesting wild. for me being British and then moving here. Like growing up, I'm working class. I grew up in a black neighborhood. I was at what's called a Labour baby, the Labour Party. Like they fed me, housed me, free school meals, free education. Like growing up, I was like on welfare basically uh-huh. in America. But then you get older and you make a bit of money and you have something to conserve and you start to shift a little bit. And uh, and now I've arrived at where I am now, which is I'm a libertarian, you know? Mm. At this point, even in America, I believe, like, the Republican Party, they just exist to sedate the right. Oh, uh, the uniparty type idea? Yeah. yeah, it's like... You said sedate the right? Yeah, they just... I think the Republican Control Party... Control opposition? They just... Yeah, they exist to just sedate anyone who is a would-be libertarian. Okay. But for me, America was designed with libertarian oh, 100, ideals. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. I, I, like... The first time I read the Constitution, I was like, wow, this is a perfect document. Yeah. You know? And uh, so being from Britain and moving here, I've been here for five years. I've fully assimilated. I love America. And what annoys me about the left is, like, they speak about progression and stuff like that. I'm like, 
America is the new frontier. It is the progressive new frontier. You know what I mean? Equal opportunities. Everyone is equal. It's written into the document that founded this country. Like, if you just go back to that, everything will be fine. Yeah. It's interesting. Thomas Massey is a mm. congressman from, from yeah. Kentucky, and he just uh, tweeted something very interesting the other day, and it's it's very true. He goes, if there was no Bill of Rights... You know, we talked about the Restrict Act off air and stuff like that, about how people, you know, not, not going to bore. But look into the Restrict Act. It's not good, people. It's not good. Um, but Thomas Massey said, if there were no Bill of Rights and they voted on it today, he said, not a single one of them would pass. Mm. They, freedom of speech would not pass. The Second Amendment wouldn't even be brought up. You know, uh, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, the right not to self-incriminate. Nancy Pelosi tweets out after Trump is indicted. And I'm no Trump fan. Tweets out after Trump is indicted. Good. Now he has a chance to prove his innocence. That's the Speaker of the House. That's the yeah. third most powerful person in America at one point. We grew up our whole lives. You're innocent until proven guilty. And this idea that now he gets to prove his innocence, mm. that's a fucked statement. And that's not somebody, that's not like some crazy old bat who's just, that's the third most yeah. powerful person in the country flipping assumed guilt yeah. on our head. In, a, in an era where we have a camera on us at all times, yeah. our leadership assumes we're guilty. Just think about the consequences insane. of that tweet. It's insane. All right? Like, that's a massively important tweet that can't be overstated. Mm. They put a fucking camera on us at all times. They want to disarm us at every moment. And by the way, you're fucking guilty until we tell you you're not. Mm. Not good. The government's out of control, man. Not good. What's crazy to me is how, like, and COVID showed this, like, the blind faith that people have in government. And I'm like, they're just fucking people, man. They're people like us. Yeah, 100%. That's my problem with religion as well. Like, I'm faithful. I believe in God. But when it comes to institutionalized religion, I'm like, how is this guy uh, more capable of interpreting this book than me? I have eyes and a brain. I can fucking read. For sure. Like, I'm not kissing the Pope's fucking hand. He's just a fucking guy like me. Sure. Like, he don't have yeah, any power. We're all people. How could anyone who hasn't yeah. died say what happens when you exactly. die? Exactly. That's my issue with government, and <clears throat> especially the Second Amendment. I'm like, no, I'm a guy. I know myself. I trust myself. I should have every fucking weapon that the fucking government sure. has. Sure. Why should they? They're just people. Sure. They make mistakes. See, they're I would prone actually, to human error. See, Why would, should they have more than us? I would. I, I wouldn't even give them the credit that they're just people. I think yeah. they're the wrong kind of people. Yeah. They're they're power hungry. Mm-hmm. Their 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 ambition is before their uh it's their instinct to preserve their power is before their instinct to preserve our nation. Yeah. They they're putting their authority above their their service to us and. and those are the people that shouldn't have power and shouldn't have access to weapons. Yeah. Uh, and, and this idea also that we're seeing where the law only applies to those who aren't in power, yeah. this kind of Soviet style, it's, you know, membership has its perks shit where if group A does something, it's okay. But group B does something that's against the law. That's a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. It's a really bad place to be when, 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 you know, you're you're either with us or against us, and it's all we're all supposed to be on the same team, mm. and it, it becomes undeniable at some point. And I think Mickey and I have talked about this in in, uh, in other podcasts, but like it becomes overwhelming. It becomes overwhelming and frustrating where you're like, "What am I supposed to do?" Mm. Like, well, okay, so let, let's say that you're right. What do I do about this? Yeah, you know. And I think 
the best thing that I ever did was acknowledge, look, I'm not a martyr. I'm not a freedom fighter. I'm not, I, I'm out. Go to Florida, man. Mm. I'm going to Florida and, and I'm going to be around people with similar ideals and and you would never think it makes it makes such a big difference in my life. So you man. can live in peace, yeah. Yeah, like I I, I can't even stand a week in New York anymore. Yeah. Like, I really can't. Like I I, I can't like I, I can't even like enjoy myself there. So all right, well that gives me a bone to pick with you a little bit. You said you come down to Florida to just be out of it. Yeah. And why are you always talking politics on the podcast? <laughs> well, you're not out of it. You're you're not like I'm not going to. I'm not going to give up my life for it. I'm still advocating for it. I think it's very important. Perfect example, right? Why I advocated for it on the podcast. That dude, the shaman, okay? Fucking January 6th shaman, the, right. the QAnon guy, right? He gets painted as this crazy right-wing QAnon lunatic who's going over and, and storming the Capitol. Then now the footage comes out. Two years later, this guy's being peaceful. He's telling people don't do right, anything. Right. He's praying for the cops. He gets fucking thrown in jail for two years. Crazy. Yeah. Now, the shit gets leaked. Tucker Carlson oh, yes. reports on it. People like us talk about that report. What just happened with that guy, the shaman? Got let out of jail. Now, I'm not saying we got the guy out of jail, but public opinion shifts. Right. So when, is it, so that's that's interesting. So back going back to my table, Marcus Aurelius, he said, there's two type of things in the world. There's things you can control, things you can't control. So he says, com like, he's like, complaining is pointless because if it's something you can control, then go do something about it. And if there's something you can't, then what the, you're, it's stupid to complain about, right? But it's bad but when I, you get to that point where you've given up on uh, influencing your government, you know what I mean? Like you just said, oh, just forget about them. But they're making decisions about your life. 100%. So that's why I, th I is, is that what you're using this platform to to ex expose certain things but what where's the what solution is there maybe the solution presents itself in the exposing of the of the problems i think you know things are shifting and things are shifting in a way that i'm much more optimistic than i was even 6 months ago when you have people Why? like we have someone like Matt Taibbi somebody who's who's a uh, a lifelong democrat and he goes to to congress to expose state censorship, all right, and gets attacked by Democrats and comes out and says, guys, they've lost the plot. Like, there's, there, there is, this is real, right? When you have the CDC and the WHO come out a week ago and say, you know what, you don't need a vaccine if you're a teenager or, or a kid. Like, it's, you know, it, it, you don't need it. That's a win. That's a win because there's so much public pressure put on. There's, they, they can act like it's 50-50 in this country. It's not. It's 80% of the people don't believe what they're being told. 20% of the people believe what they're being told by the media. They trust our government. That's it. 20%. Right. So and, it's, and Tuco, I'm not advocating uh, putting your head in the sand. Yeah. I think ignorance is the, is the worst thing. I just think there should, there should be like planning and action. Yeah. No, around. I agree with you. Like, I don't watch the news. I, I I try to keep up with the important issues that are important to me, but I try to just be an example and live my life in a way that matches my the ideology that I follow. You yeah. Know? So, like, chickens and eggs and shit, that seems like 
a stupid thing, but it's like self I want to. Ha- I want to be self sustainable. Yeah, I want to have my own produce. I don't want to have to depend on what's fed to me. Right. You know, and uh, that's important to me. But in terms of what would fix, because you asked him like, oh, what would fix yeah. the issues? It's like government's out of control. You know, we need term yeah. limits. They've got too much power, but. Pa- no one who wants power should get power. Like right. power should be given to those that don't the, want a, it, a reluctant but are willing to do it as yeah. a civic duty. You know, that's 100%. the only way. Like, well, let me ask you this, Mick, because I completely agree with that. Like Joe Biden's never had a job. That's George Washington. Has Joe Biden thing. ever had a fucking job? Bernie Sanders, their, their job has been to. But that, and that was George Washington's yeah. thing. He didn't want any part. They were like, "Be the king, be this." And he's like, yeah. "Like, nah, I don't want. It. I want to go exactly. back to my farm." And they were like, "He did it as as, as duty, a civic duty, yeah. you know, like the way the uh, the Romans used to do it." Yeah. But they would elect, but then uh, Caesar didn't want to give that up, right? <laughs> yeah. What, what's the quote? It might be an Orwellian quote. Um, or maybe it's Bradbury. I, I forget off the top of my head. I should look it up. But it's like when... Why don't when, you look it up? I got to take a piss. All right. Yeah, so the quote... Uh, the it Orwellian is, one? Yeah, it is Orwell. And it said, in a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Yeah. Right? And I think, you know, people think of, like, warfare, or like you're saying, like, action as physical action. Like, we got to get out in the streets, and we got to take it to them. Kind of like what we talked about with the Redcoats before. Mm. And then... But if we do that, we can't beat them. They're too big. They're too strong. They got predator drones and we don't. We can, But this is an information war. Mm. It really is. This is a war that's being fought in a right. digital space. So counter-propaganda, seeing something that's propaganda and calling it out, you're, you're, you are fighting back. Right. You know, you're talking about the hearts and minds of kids. Now, you guys have people watching you every single day. You've got fans that come up to you in the street and ask for your picture. Bro, if they're listening to you and, you're, and your advice to them is, hey, just think for yourself, you have such an influence on them that you don't even realize. If, if, if they're listening to us and it, we get even one person to question the official narrative, it's worth it. You know, it, it's it's a different place where the war is being fought. Right. No, it's I being can, fought I can, in the information I, sphere. I, I agree. I agree with that for sure. You know what I'm saying? And also... What was the quote again? In a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Right. And it's true. Right. Because now the, the truth is what gets you in trouble today. You get fact-checked when you're saying the truth. Yeah. You get censored and deplatformed when you're saying the truth that the state doesn't want you to so say. That, that's, that uh, I like a lot, too. Because that's, so, David Adiv, who I, is a big, you know, he's, he's my jiu-jitsu coach, mm. but he's, like, my, like, teacher. David Adiv would be at your table. A hundred percent. I yeah. know, I know. I thought, David Adiv for, but, again, he's, like, having me at the table. Like, I get, <laughs> I, I'm lucky enough I get to have David Adiv at the table, but... He, his basically the two things is like there's truth and there's lies, right? There's like there's truth and there's lies. The truth is good, lies bad, and that's kind of the the battle of a lot of things. So I think yes, thinking for yourself is one of the one of the biggest things, you know. Like for I completely sure. agree with that. That's that's always been my thing. It's like having you know having your own original thought, not just t- accepting the thoughts from other people yeah. and the programming. That's the problem others. with the last few years, what we've seen with COVID and elections and all this shit. And uh, there's a way I describe it. I call it uh, the hologram theory. It's like the matrix. Like most people that you see, you go into grocery store, you see people, you walk past them and five seconds later, you can't even remember their face. Yep. Like you, how many people have you walked past today? Can you recall anyone's face? It's like they're just holograms that fill up the matrix, you know? Interesting. Mm. And, uh, the NPC idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. NPCs, non-playable characters. But people don't have their own thoughts, man. And because yeah. they don't read, they don't go out of their environment or their comfort zone, they're in this echo chamber. And, and they get to the point where I know people that just watch CNN like constantly. Sure. And it's like, 
they're plugging in to the information source. It's but this it's is insane where, to me. It's not an yeah. organic process. It's like But this is where guys like you are so important. Yeah. And this is the truth. And I'm not gassing you up. This is the God's honest truth. People watch you. They see these guys take their shirt off and go stand in there and take the blows. It's not the throwing the blows. Everybody has been in a fight, throw a punch. There's exhilaration about, I'll throw a punch, I'll fuck this guy. Can you take a punch? And mm. Nobody wants to get into a fight because they think they'll get knocked out. Yeah, I'll get embarrassed. I'll get hurt. He'll kill me. Mm. Like it's never, like it's ne- nobody ever doesn't want to go into a fight because like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to spend a right, less than right, right for jail. That's not what goes through your mind. It's like, oh man, I'm going to be embarrassed. What if this guy knocks me out? Mm. So when they watch people like you take the hit, and still come forward, take the fucking smash and come out there. That's the that's the inspiring thing. It's like, fuck, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I had that in me. On a much smaller level, I think the people who stand up and speak the truth while Congress is yelling at them, while fucking, while, while they're getting deplatformed, the people that stand up and say, no, this is wrong. People are fucking dying and we're, we're all believing these lies because it's easier to believe the lies. That's the same thing. They take the hits and you know what? You get deplatformed six months later. I'm still here. Mm. Speak up. Yeah. You're, you'll survive. You'll make it. The more that they're able to bully people into silence, the more that they're able to bully mm. people into like, it's like imagine to, uh, be in a fighter and be like, you're not good enough. I'll fuck you up. You know, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Take the hit. Get out there. Take the hit. You'll survive. Right. And it's, it's like, worth uh, it's worth the fight. Do you guys know that guy from Jersey, that Ian Smith yeah. guy? He had yeah. a gym and they the were gym. they were trying to yeah. close him down every no, day. No, they did, but yeah, they did everything the they possibly up. could. Yeah. He's he gonna just, get a lot of money in lawsuits. Yeah, and he now he's like thriving. Yeah. Just because he pushed through. Dude in Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. This insane fucking bitch, and she's a governor of Michigan. She shut everybody down. She she fucking she had people arrested for gardening in their front yard. All right. She then her her she was her her uh, approval rating was so low that she orchestrated a fake kidnapping of herself with the FBI to <laughs> to I swear to God she orchestrated a fake kidnapping of herself. She should be in jail. Yeah. She got reelected. Insane. So, like, this is what I'm saying. If you're if you're somebody that's in Michigan who believes like I believe, and, and just leave, you can't win. Yeah. You can, and now people get mad at me for saying that because they're like, you know, New York uh, Governor Hockle only won by a hundred thousand votes, and there's got to be a million New Yorkers in Florida. Fuck it, have it. It's yeah. yours. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back in ten years when it's hollow and dried out. Buy everything for cheap. Give it to them. Burn it into the fucking ground. East East fucking Berlin, West Berlin. We'll come back in 20 years and we'll get the fucking, we'll, we'll, we'll buy everything back from you once you've burnt it to the fucking ground. I'm not spending the next 20 years of my life fighting the fucking machine when I can have a fucking condo on the beach. And yeah. neither should you. Neither should you. Yeah. Fight from a position of strength. Yeah. Life's too short. Life's too short to fucking be throwing punches that, that can't land. Mm. Find a stronghold. Find a place where you can live your life successfully and then fight from there. One of the best things the Irish ever did is leave because of the fucking Brits. Yeah. Get away from it. Northern Ireland is still under British control. Mm. But when the, when the rest of Ireland went over to America and said, fuck this potato bullshit, these fucking wig-wearing pieces of shit out here genociding us, Catholicism was illegal. Prima nocta. Let's get into that. You over here taking Prima fucking Ireland. That's where you get first dibs on the Yeah, the lords. The, the lords of the on land the, were like, uh, hey, cool marriage new, you got there. Brides, yeah. yeah, I'll give her back to you when uh, the wedding's over. Yeah. That that would be an alternate for my dinner table would be like uh, either William Wallace or Mel Gibson dressed as William Wallace. <laughs> 
Robert, Robert the Bruce. They could be the alternate if someone can't make it, you know? <laughs> yeah. If Ro- someone's got another his, obligation. If his horse breaks down or some shit. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, maybe in the history of movies, has gotten fucked over more than Robert the Bruce in Braveheart. Yeah, yeah. Robert the Bruce yeah. is like George Washington. Robert the Bruce is an absolute hero of Scotland. Yeah. And they made him out to be such a fucking weasel in Braveheart. They put it in at the end, though, but I, I heard they were almost going to leave that out. People were like, no, you need to put in... At the end, that he came around and yeah. he brought Scotland together. And yeah, literally like, oh. led Scotland to independence that they still kind of have today. But in that movie, like, it's like, ah, he's a weasel. Yeah. What a yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. But, dude, they come to America. And where does the IRA get all their fucking money? Where does the IRA get all their guns? Where does the IRA get their stuff to fight back against the British from? America. Our yeah. grandfathers. That's yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. Irish, cops in, Irish yeah. cops in Boston and, yeah. and New York for yeah. sure. Like that's, don't stay there. Go somewhere where you, there's yeah. a place where you can fucking get strong and then fight from a position of strength. That's how I feel when I move in here. Like London, I'm from London, born and bred. London's a, one of the best cities in the world, but just the standard of living is so much better here. I'm like. Is it really? Yeah, man. I'm like, I'll never go back. Gray, raining, two weeks of summer if you're lucky. Wow. And it's just like, why would I ever go back? I miss my people, but once you get far enough removed and you get over the homesickness, it's like, why would I ever fucking leave this? Every day. Sometimes me and a a teammate of ours, Ange Lusa, he's from Switzerland. Yeah. We come outside, there's outside the gym, there's palm trees and sun. And we're like, I live on vacation. <laughs> Hell yeah. I hey, live hey, on vacation, hey, man. I'm you on vacation. I mean? On holiday. I'm on holiday. Where do you think dope. the women are better? Make you think the women are better in uh, South Florida or South London? I'm going to have to go with South Florida. Yeah, people in have to guess. Pe- British people. I, I, don't, I don't know enough about There's stereotypes uh, about London. British people like they have really bad teeth, which is right. I'm lucky I have no British blood, as I said, so I got good teeth, but yeah. they have terrible teeth. Terrible accents as well. The accents are great on guys, right? Yeah. But Guy Ritchie girls, movies yeah, are fantastic. You don't want to go, like, imagine you talk to a girl. Oh, yeah. yeah, you ever. Hey, you drink, love? It's funny. Oh, Adele has good. the nicest voice in the world. It's so funny you said that. Have you ever heard Adele, like, Adele. in a. In a yeah, she's from North London. She's she's actually like me. She's like a working class girl. Yeah, have you ever heard her in, a, in an interview? She's. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it, it, I thought it was like. Oh, 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 oh. It's like, Jesus Christ, that's the nicest voice on earth? What the fuck just happened there? uh, I was touching on this earlier, like, living here, I had to change my accent because my dad is a real cockney, like the movie Snatch. He calls me, hello, son. What's going (laughs) on? Yeah, what's going on, son? So like, li- but living here, I have to do you know the word Nemesis? <laughs> Nemesis, brick top. Yeah. yeah. So I've the had best. to change my accent. But like, it's funny if my brother comes to visit me and he sees me talking to someone, he's like, "The fuck? When did you start talking like that?" Because I have to start enunciating, pronouncing my T's, my my R's. You know, usually I'm like, "Thank you." You know, it it tends to happen to me too, man. I don't know if it happens to you, but when I'm in Jersey for a couple days, Jersey starts getting very thick again. And yeah. then you come back. And I come back. Do you want to hear my Jersey accent? Please do. It's probably terrible. I don't want you guys to Let's be see. too judgmental. It's like, can I get a coffee and a hot dog? Get the fuck out. <laughs> get get the out. fuck out of here. Get you. out. Stick it up your fucking ass. Uh, that's not so bad. Yeah, that's, that's not so right, bad. Huh? Yeah, we just did so, the trailer yeah. hitch. Did no, it like bro, that. Yeah. <laughs> I hurt my hat. I just fought in Brazil two weeks ago. Right, bro. yeah. I, I wanted to talk I about that. Bro, Brazil Took a short crazy. notice fight. Went down to Brazil. Fought in the Flavela. Flavela, yeah. Flavela. Yeah, I clearly haven't been Favela. in Brazil. <laughs> Bro, when I, Sounds delicious. When I first started fighting, I was like, I, 
the sport can take you around the world. I want to fight in America. Wait, it's not a. F- what is it? A favela. 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 Yeah. Favela. Yeah. favela. All right. This was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> but I said I want to fight in Asia, which I've done. I want to fight in America, which I've done because I live here now, and I want to fight in Brazil and Russia. So I've ticked off three out of the four. I need. To, I still need to go Russia, to Russia. That's what's Russia up. Next. Yeah, I was just they're the places you want to fight, like. The places that are like edgy. About Japan. But bro, go, yeah, Japan. Japan yeah, originally it was too. Japan, but I fought in Singapore. So that's kind of, it's not far. Where Same in Brazil same. did you fight? In Rio. And wow. it, I didn't know it was going to be in the favela. It was on uh, Shuto, which is like the biggest show in Brazil. Went down there. I didn't know much, you know. It was all like through a middleman. So even when I got there, I was like, fuck. And when I first went there to like meet the promoter, it was in the fucking favela. I think it's the favela that Jose Aldo's from because it's his head no coach. No shit. Andre Petaneris yeah. promotes the show. Dude, we went there and I was like, fuck. This is in the fucking favela. Chickens running around, fucking people with no shoes on. Crazy. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Um, but I went with Daniel Gracie. So when you're rolling with a Gracie in Rio, it's like, you're like royalty, you know? People, you can't pay for meals. It's like, wow, it's crazy, yeah. And uh, he was like, you'll be fine, you know? And another thing they don't tell you, he's like, you'll be fine. You're huge, you know? In the favelas, everyone's fucking malnourished. You're like the biggest guy in Brazil. I'm like, damn. And you got a little cauliflower ear. Like, I was fine. Just walking around in my flip-flops, my vest. I wouldn't wear like a Rolex or anything there, but it was yeah, crazy. Run that. As a young guy, there's a lot of stereotypes about Brazil. Like, sure. you think the food, the women, like everything's going to be amazing. It was good, but it wasn't like... It was like eight out of ten. Oh, coming <laughs> yeah. from Brazil hard here. Yeah, it was like eight out of ten. And bro, my mum's from Brazil, so it was. Uh, but I've never been. Don't speak Portuguese, so it was like it was a big deal for me to go what, there. That's why I was, was always saying. Yes. What was that story you were telling? You started to tell us off air, and we were like, save it for the podcast. You're talking about your uh, your pops when you were born. You said oh you got six dad, middle names. Yeah, I got I got a long name, bro. On my birth certificate, it goes like down. It's like a scroll. <laughs> yeah, I think I got eight names. So oh my, shit! My first name is Yorgo after my granddad, which is Giorgio, Georgios in Greek. Uh, Toga, Tuko, Elliot, Casley, Harry, Marios, Tokos. Wow! <laughs> what? Wow! You were named after the seven so dwarfs. My, yeah, my dad gave me what six middle names: Toga after Animal Party when they wear the togas. You're kidding me! I swear, bro. He's like, I want my, my <laughs> Tuko, son to be named this. Tuko, which is the name I go by after the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay, classic. One right. of the best yep. movies ever. Yep. Certain old time. Oh, that reminds me. I got a bone to pick with you. All right. What was that movie you recommended me a while ago? I don't know, bro. I know you don't remember? Movies, uh, so, like something, Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah. Tried watching that, bro. I love I it. Not dig I it. love it. How I did can not you dig talk it. And also, I thought, I thought the good, the bad, and the ugly is, had a lot of too slow, slow parts. Too slow for me. You didn't like Children of Man either? Bro. Yeah. 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 Too slow. He might have ADHD. No, he, he, I definitely he, have the, ADD. The movie's big, got the movie's got to get to the point, which bro, is odd because he loves he loves a uh, classic. Uh, it's uh, it's amazing. Bro. It's I actually just uh, read something about Big Trouble. Maybe if China. I watched it as like a little kid, I don't know. <laughs> it, I, it was like it was supposed to be like another Snake Plissken film, right? But uh, Russell went to uh, Carpenter and was like, "I don't want to get typecast in this one role. Why don't, what if we did the exact opposite? What if I was John Wayne?" 
but I actually sucked at fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, bro, that movie is perfect. I love that movie. There's no mistakes in it. I, do I don't know. I, I, I like Snatch better. Snatch is a classic too, but it's I'm very biased. different films. I'm always going to be biased because it's a British hey, classic. Kurt Russell, uh, minor league baseball player, uh, libertarian. All those Guy right Ritchie there, movies. So. Are, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, can't, I, I couldn't get into it. Uh, I couldn't get into it. I gave I, it a try. I love that you had different continents that you wanted to fight on and that yeah, you know yeah, you yeah. kind of check those Bro, off have, have you fought you fought in dubai i know have you fought no i didn't fight in uh abu dhabi oh, you I, did co- fight I cornered there. out there oh yeah. really yeah so I have, you, have you Brown. have you fought in america primarily and only um yeah really yeah. yeah well so then what would you what would your uh bucket list places to fight well, so I, I got to fight at madison square garden That's and at sick. prudential center what the fuck was madison is, square garden like it was cool it was, did you, it was very did you take close. it in at all? Were you like, I'm in fucking Madison Square Garden yeah. right now? Yeah, for sure. It's I, I feel like uh, that that's always one of the biggest shows of the year. Like whenever they're like they go there in, in November. Would you fight like at MSG? Took my first loss there. Oof. Yeah. Um. I I uh, I fought at Prudential, which is really cool. Um. I, I want to fight at MSG again. Obviously, gotta get a, gotta get a rear naked choke up but in the so garden. Local, but that's so local, bro. That's so local to you. That, I know, but like that—that's that was that was cool to me though. Yeah. Like I, growing up, like going to see, like I'd seen yeah. you know Ranger games at the garden, and I'd you know I'd seen uh, basketball at Prudential. You know, so oh, that's wow, play. That's like saying I fought in the Coliseum. Yeah. Man. You I fought in the Garden. That's I fought sick. Wembley, which is our equivalent. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I used to watch like Prince Nazim and these guys. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, Prince Nazim. Remember yeah, Prince Nazim? I got to fight at Wembley. So that Hell was, yeah, that was sick. But yeah, yeah but like Brent, our boy Brendan Allen, who's like soaring right now, he's in a top ten in the UFC. I was watching his last fight while we were doing a podcast. No actually. way. Yeah, Bro, that, was, he just came to Brazil with me, and he beat the best uh, Brazilian. BJJ guy, they said this guy, ass out. They said the guy really? might have the best yeah. jujitsu in the whole UFC, any division, like at that time. And uh, I knew Brendan was better, man. And Brendan submitted him; it was crazy. But then he came to Brazil. He was a little bit like, "Damn, they're they going to jump him. him for that." Yeah, nah, they were they like, "He's got love. game." They were like, "Can we take a picture with you?" Yeah, Everyone was asking yeah. for pictures, coming up to wow. him, shaking his hand. Yeah, wow, it was sick. He's and got another big fight coming up. Yeah, he's, main event. He's a, his first. Scheduled main event in June. That's gonna be yeah. crazy. Yeah. Hopefully, he just keeps going up and up. But he was. Mo- I was more worried about him in Brazil because he's a real gringo. Like he was. Re- <laughs> he wears socks and sandals and shit. And I'm like, bro, just don't speak when we go places. Like, just don't say anything. Why uh, is, is Brazil really? It's about no, that. But it's like he sticks out. Yeah, Brazil's dangerous really? as fuck. Yeah, but he sticks out like a sore thumb. So. With the socks and sandals, <laughs> damn, bro. Yeah, but uh, it was it was a little intimidating when I fought. Like when you walk out, they're all shouting like "You will die" in in Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, I beat the guy, and after I was like, "Wait, love it time. here, yeah. thank oh, you yeah. guys, big me. fans." Well, yeah. I uh, and you were asking like if an, another place I'd want to fight, yeah. Boston Garden. That'd be dope. I think that'd be cool. I don't, I don't remember dope. what they call it now. Uh, I think it's like the TD Garden. TD Garden yeah. like that. Is there no yeah. countries that you want to go to? Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like for like traveling and no, shit. Like a fight. Like, is there a country? I don't know, man. I, honestly, it, Japan would would stand yeah. out. I feel like that's cool. That's kind of like the been Japan, the original, Japan, like the mecca of uh, martial arts. I, yeah. I feel like so. I, I think that'd be a cool spot. Um, Tokyo. Yeah, I don't have. Mikiko, Tokyo. Mikiko, Tokyo. Ah, Mikiko, ha ha ha. 
have, you, have you ever been to Japan? No, but I'd love it. Bro, it's crazy. They'd never see someone as big as you. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> they would <laughs> love you, bro. Oh, when yeah. I, I spent so much time in Asia and it's, people come up to you, to, it'll be like a husband and wife. And he's like, go, go, go. Like, let me take a picture of you and my wife. Oh, like, oh yeah, in Thailand. Handsome man. <laughs> Handsome man. Like, good job. Handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> take a picture with my wife. Handsome yeah. man. I want to go to Thailand. Thailand's amazing. Never been bro. there. I've wanted to go to Brazil since I was like a teenager. Started bro, doing jujitsu. Yeah, I know. Such a big part of your life. Yeah. Going there, like when I went there, we went to train gi a couple times, bro. And you yeah. go on the mats and there's like 25 black belts. You're like, wow. Does Daniel Gracie still have a school ages. in Philly? He uh, he moved to Vegas now. He still has an academy in Philly. Okay. He opened an academy in Vegas. And, uh, yeah, is, it, is there something I different to do with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Brazil? Did you, did you feel like it was I'm going like, to be honest, right? They're yeah. probably going to come for me for this. But like me and Brendan, we're MMA fighters. We can wrestle. We have a, we have probably higher fitness. It's American Jiu-Jitsu has uh, come up, man. We we got the wrestling and the... We didn't want to say it out loud. If you look, if you... if Yeah, like if... I think like the... Kind of like for a while, like New York, like especially like that Henzo Gracie yeah. room in there, like that, that was probably the best jiu-jitsu room in the world you know what i mean it's we got like that american wrestling mixed with that uh you know gracie jiu-jitsu so i I like to make the distinction between brazilian jiu-jitsu gracie jiu-jitsu i think gracie jiu-jitsu what's what's the difference between the two one comes straight from the gracies the others you know what i mean there's some that's like like luta livre like there's like different different lineages different like what's the tangible difference between the two Um, is it the style oh so like 10th planet is like you know 10th planet's known for all their like inverted guards flexibility yeah yeah Yeah. they yeah they use like kind of some certain like certain like wrestling techniques like you know spladles and different like positions like that um but yeah i I don't know i just think uh i think the gracies are that's like the the, kind of the purest Mm. you know what i mean like they're the originators of it like so if i carlos and elio gracie they were taught it by uh japanese jiu-jitsu guy yes he took japanese jiu-jitsu well judo right it all starts from judo there's japanese jiu-jitsu which is more like standing right well the judo judo the judo the judo's obviously standing but but yes the it was like a I think the Japanese jiu-jitsu was like a little bit of a mix. It was more, it was less uh, leverage-based. Yeah. Where it was still very, like, it had, like, the submissions and stuff, but Elio was, like, a sickly kid, Elio Gracie. Like, he was he was very small. Like, dude was probably, like, 120 pounds. But he made it so that a smaller person could overtake a bigger person mm-hmm. using leverage, the, the shortcomings of the human body. Sure. So that they, they kind of revolutionized it. Yeah, um, they made it more realistic because it was so like Japanese all, jiu-jitsu yeah. was so like formal Aikido-ish you know yeah. what I mean like so Steven like, oh, when you when we fight we end up falling on the ground <laughs> so what's, what's interesting my father was a uh, Olympic alternate in judo and oh, wow. the uh, his his understanding and I guess this changes obviously over time so like when I was telling him I was doing jujitsu, like he thought it was, it was like you know like I'm doing like karate like he was like well just do yeah. just do wrestling or do judo like, like a man and yeah. i'm like i think jiu-jitsu is pretty fucking manly dude like yeah <laughs> like so his thing in the 70s it it didn't have the same prestige i yeah. i don't think within the martial yeah. arts community as it does now it's one of the like things i love doing is seeing like taekwondo places in a strip mall you're well like, this is oh. one of the things i love needling nikki mickey and his fans about and i love getting under their skin is like i like picking at like which martial arts are like yeah like real and which ones aren't Nick's such a, a martial arts guy he's like no any martial arts good and I, there's no, no way that's get not that's no that's that's not exactly it <laughs> you you'll say he'll say things like uh 
So like a football player would beat up like a karate guy, right? And I'm like, no, a football right. player's gonna rush in. A karate guy's gonna, who who knows how to throw a fucking punch. That's not what they're I gonna said. be better. Okay. They're gonna That's be better exactly off. That's not what I said either. That's not exactly what I said. There, and there's Kempo karate. There's there. You know what I mean? There's like there like karate's like is yeah. a, a combative. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? We had this conversation. Me and Phil Hawes. He's in the UFC. He's a beast wrestler. Phil. Yeah, yeah. One of the best wrestlers in in the sport. We were doing strength and conditioning. There was a three hundred pound D lineman there. Uh-huh. And I was like, do you think he could run you over? He's like, never. I'm like, bro, it doesn't matter how good your takedown defense is. This guy is 300. He's a car. Yeah. He was like 350. He's going to run into you. It, right. You don't want him. a collision. You don't want an a upright collision sure. with them. But yeah. if he, you know, Phil brings his hips back and shit, and this guy, you know what I mean, has some better leverage, he, he could be all right. So Maybe. To, to use, uh, <laughs> to use the, the, the greatest uh, fighter of all times um, uh, terminology with this, Brendan Schaub, uh, there's <laughs> levels to this stuff, Papa. So the, I will say there was a certain level that I did jujitsu at where I was just bigger, stronger, faster. It really yeah. didn't matter. Right. And then I, you get to a guy who actually knows what he's doing and he fucks you up. Yeah. And it, it like, so the idea of like the belt structure to me is always kind of stupid, like white, blue. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, it's almost like amateur pro. Like it's it's really black and white from from my experience. It's like, all right, this guy you can out athlete regardless of whatever. And this guy you can't out athlete. You better learn some fucking technique. This guy's gonna fuck you up, dude. Like David Adiv was half my size. That dude would break every bone in my body if he wanted to. There's nothing I could do to him, no matter how big and strong I yeah. am, right? But then there's other guys, or even the kid I was training with that's the same belt as me. Um, the kid that you had me go last with. That guy was uh, fantastic. Danny Fisher. That guy was fantastic. He was yeah. 100 pounds less than me, and he was on me like, like white on rice. That guy was fantastic, mm-hmm. man. And that's like, now he has, I feel like, that combination of like that size, speed, strength, mm-hmm. that tenacity, and the technique, and that's when you have a right. real problem. I don't understand yeah. what you're saying about with all the belts, though. Like, that's, it's, uh, just because someone's a blue belt doesn't mean they'll automatically beat a white belt. Like the, you know what I mean? Like there's there. It, that that's yeah, but that's kind of my problem with it. Like I've, but that I've, that doesn't it. Nah, that that's it. Nah, it's it. There's there's gray area. Yeah, it's in a all combination of like time serve, time training, techniques learned. Like yeah, you, it's, it's not like you get a blue belt guide. when you could beat every white belt. Yeah, it's, it's like supposed it's to be a rough yeah. guide. Yeah, you know, but I was subbing black belts when I was still a brown belt. I was doing it as a, I was doing, yeah, I had yeah, it as a white belt. That's I, my, I, yeah, I yeah. tap. That's black my belts. point, though. Like, so the one, but that doesn't, but uh, there's, there's difference. There's different athleticism and strength, and you so know, you're agreeing with me. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's, it's. But you're saying that the belts are, are, are stupid. They're arbitrary. I feel arbitrary. Yeah. No, it's, it's. There's a, there's a structure to get there. You have to show up for a s- certain amount of time and put put in your practice and show an understanding. It's supposed it's more to be of an, an understanding than a yeah. than a, a skill or than like a an ability thing. I guess I guess it's, that sounds a little par- participation trophy to me. I'm in like, if you're a black belt, you should be like like you're a bad motherfucker, yeah. man. Like you know what I mean? Like that that like you look at somebody like damn, that dude's a black belt. Like fuck, that's that's Seal yeah. Team Six. Like that's a fucking army. Yeah, but then what about I think that's just your done? own. Uh, that's your own th- uh, thoughts. Then that guy's kinda. gonna age, maybe not train so much, and then yeah. So what what happens if what happens? All right, so if uh, like me and Tuco are black belts. What, when we're 100, do we lose our black belt because we're not as physically capable anymore? Should they take it away from us? He's going to be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I feel like you think I should say no. Yeah, I'm in probably. the middle. The belt, it's, 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 a, it's an understanding. It's a knowledge. It's like, yeah. it's like you, getting a, you getting a black belt is like you having like a, a doctorate. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like you're you've 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 gone to school. Sure. Okay. You've you've yeah. shown up. You've taken up all all this knowledge. You know what I mean? But that could. That's be why they enough. call you a professor when you get your first stripe on your thing, because you're literally like you've spent enough time where you understand this like a fucking science. That's an, I've never thought of it that way. That's an interesting perspective. I've always thought of it as like a level of competition. It's not, no. It's because not all not all jujitsu people are competitors. Mm. Mo, I'd say most aren't. Most of them aren't. It's a but it's but it's it's it is practical because if they're on the street and someone doesn't know. They're yeah. yeah, like I. They're not going to get fucked up. You know what I mean. They're going to be able to subdue and at least control the person. They should be able to. But you're right. There are exceptions. Like like he just used an example of a doctor. There could be a doctor that has all these doctorates, but then there's a nurse who can fucking sure. Mickey take says blood it all the time. There's C student doctors. There's C student yeah. doctors. Doctors who are at the so bottom of their class. Yeah. You know? So I think it's the the belt system is supposed to be a rough guide and it's supposed to be an indicator of ability. But of course there are exceptions. But when both guys are trained have the same technical ability then athleticism strength that's what i found with me and brendan like we were training with black belts that had multiple degrees stripes and uh yeah we would we would i don't know how good they were but we were crushing them just because we're younger bigger stronger we could wrestle Mm -hmm. and then like on the low we were going off the mats being like yeah crutch if if you're a if you're a professional grappler if you're a jujitsu practitioner like a like a gordon ryan yeah and there's a certain set of rules that you've become used to does that then hurt you in other competitions like open grappling or something like that if he were to go against a wrestler or a sambo guy if he's used to jujitsu rules or he'd lose in a wrestling match yeah 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 but but yeah in re- in wrestling rules and wrestling i think yeah. they did like him and bo nickel did like a wrestling match yeah. and uh and uh and pat downey he done one with pat as well yeah he so he, he lose the wrestling match but, but as soon as he's, he's able, able to submit submission them, one he just sits down and submits him interesting so yeah. the, the point system yeah. structured differently. And then obviously goes to MMA. It's a whole different world. Yeah, yeah. Whole different game. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. 100%. So do you think that the... That's very interesting. So do you think that American style jujitsu you were talking about before, that's kind of that deviation, is that more wrestling it's, infused? It, it, or Yeah. And then do you think that's better specifically for MMA? Yes. Interesting. Yes, I, yeah, I think that's... that's and that's, that's the yeah. example he's talking about. Like, they went over and, you know, went to the... Mm-hmm. You know the mecca of jujitsu, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and we're you know able to have success against guys who are you know had done more time than them yeah. just because of their you know their uh, influence. Yeah, by our standard, their jujitsu was dated, you know, because it was too traditionalist. Like, it was, what do you mean by that? Like they were too, they were like doing their techniques were just like we're like smash passing and wrestling, like double legging these guys, and they're like, oh, they're waiting to pull guard and try and do spider guard and we're like already fucking on them you know yeah yeah just like like everything american so it's a little more aggressive a, be- a, uh, uh, a more effective quicker way <laughs> to do stuff you know it's the you you got you yeah. have drone you have drone strike the jiu-jitsu. best word to describe it is um, is america <laughs> so what, american what would be the jiu-jitsu. difference then about american jiu-jitsu yeah. from brazilian jiu-jitsu so wrestling like wrestling probably yeah wrestling. wrestling so there's no it's like shooting and stuff double legs single legs you know being able to to, to scramble, yeah, like, but even uh, no, it's also a, I think a little bit of a roughness yeah. too, like oh, okay. where jujitsu is the gentle art. You know what I mean? Like I like I could I could like like uh, beat up someone ten times without really hurting them. You know what I mean? By using like jujitsu, if you use jujitsu gently, you know what I mean. But you could also you know you can use the roughness and you could you know you can make it more of a brutal style. Mm-hmm. Where you could you could like like uh, this is another one this is a funny one uh, that David Adiv said so da- David Adiv is like he was like a like the like one of the most nice loving guys you'll ever meet 
but he was a little bit of a badass back in his day. Like he was like Israeli special forces. Like he would, so he would say, uh, he's like, if you choke someone out in like a street fight, make sure you rub their face on the ground so they know they got fucked up. <laughs> Because they'll, because they'll wake up feeling good. Like, yeah. wait, what happened? Nothing Refresh. happened. I, I, I'm fine. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, in the fights, you got to make sure they know they got they fucked up. Fight. Aubrey, is that what they teach you guys at Mossad? Is that is that, uh, <laughs> is that part of boot cup? I can't expand on that without <laughs> revealing some government secrets. Oh. Yeah. Come in. You gotta but make sure they know they got a little fucked up because you you can you can you can easily like put someone in a in a choke and it could so be pretty. I never you know. I don't even remember, but this is a soundbite here. What I'm gonna say right and. Uh, me and Brendan, we were training in the academy in uh, Vegas at Daniel Gracie. And I was going with a purple belt who's been training for six years. I don't know. And I was just having my way with him, doing whatever I want. He was just, he had succumbed to my will. And then I left there and I was thinking, I was like, man, and that's against someone trained. Imagine an untrained civilian. I was like, bro, we're actually superheroes. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, bro, it's like, you see the way Hulk just grabs a guy and just smashes them like that? I was like... I can do that to someone. Bro, I can s- literally go I- to someone walking outside, walk up to him, arm drag him, suplex him like the Hulk, and just kill him. Yeah. Dude, I've, I've said for... for like, I just want to go to fucking Arby's. Yeah. What happened here? I've, I've said <laughs> it for, for years. Like, having, like... Like, if you have a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, which means you've studied it for, like, a, a year, maybe a little someone. more, you're, you have a superpower over a person who's untrained. Of a ninety nine percent of the world, hundred percent. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yep. like it's it. You you understand the leverage and how to how to physically dominate someone, mm-hmm. where people are untrained. People aren't gonna know the right ways. You sure. know what I mean? It's it's not like like we're not like tigers or lions who are just born knowing how to you know find that neck and mm-hmm. instinctually. Like we we need to be taught that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Not only that, I think the other side of that coin, the other superpower is you're not a, you're not afraid, but you're not afraid. Yeah. Right. Like in, in conflict situations, some of this never been ignorance in can be bliss. Yes and no. I mean, maybe if alcohol is involved and you feel like yeah. you're Johnny Big Balls, but uh, most of the time, you're there's a nerve. You know, you're you're, you're like, oh, you know, what's gonna you know, you like flex or you bark or you'll get loud. Do or I something. see when I see freaking red, bro? <laughs> when I see red, forget about it. Yeah, dude. I if I get angry, out, if I get angry, he's on the floor. <laughs> if I get angry, you just, y'all ain't see me angry. If I get angry. <laughs> I'd be the UFC champ. But bro, for me, like... <laughs> I've heard people say, like, yeah, it's dope, but if I get angry, so funny, especially people me, where we come from. That's what I find the yeah. easiest part yeah. of fighting. Like, you can ask Mickey. I've trained with Mickey a bunch. Um, I consider myself skill-wise, I'm just mediocre. I'm decent everywhere. I can... Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I can I can wrestle a bit. I can strike a bit. Got some jujitsu. you know. I, I, I'm not amazing anywhere. I don't consider myself to have any talent. Yeah. Um, but the my greatest attribute from my life experience growing up in London. I know you hear guys, everyone that says the same cliche story about, oh yeah, I was getting in fights when I was young. It is yardy boys. Yeah, but where I grew up, bro, it was really like, there's people getting stabbed every day. It was crazy. We've been chased up the fucking stairs with machetes. Like, You know why? Because <laughs> you don't have the second amendment. No yeah, guns. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bro, so for me, like going into a fight, I'm like, oh, there's a referee, there's rules, there's an ambulance outside, paramedics waiting, a doctor ringside. Like, I don't feel that urgency of like my life is at stake. But people that don't have that life experience, they do. Yeah, so it's almost me, more structured. You think you think that's an advantage or a disadvantage to 100%. you in a fight? Sometime in the fight, it's got to be an advantage. But before the fight, sometimes I feel like I can't get. Like you're not get up yeah, for like the I've, moment? I've cornered guys and they're like huffing and puffing. They're like, 
like a bull in a china shop. Like, that's what so that's what I think. I think there's a there there's a, an advantage to both. Like I yeah. think at the end of the day, being more relaxed is a good thing. But also you you want to step up for that moment. Like those when you feel those butterflies, you put those butterflies in a flight yeah. for you and put that. You know what I mean? That yeah. like almost can like supercharge you a little bit. Yeah, I'm still smiling when the fight's about to start. But for me, like there's the stereotype about MMA is like oh there are all these tattooed Mohican wielding fucking degenerates but now it's like now we see it's more the stinkers you know that yeah. fight well there's, well there's like two different camps right you have like the guy who's a pro like a pro athlete and then you have the other guy who's like kind of the sideshow type of guy right like but even back in the day you had chuck liddell and these guys that were like riding motorcycles for sure motorhawks. for like, sure so that was the the stereotype but yeah like you know, less outlaws in the game yeah, now. The, yeah. the frank kinda, shamrock you, tank you missed Abbott. that a little bit i fucking love yeah. tank you know Abbott what i mean the yeah, there's no well, tank abbots anymore you I know, know. Yeah. Well, maybe don derrick lewis don fry oh, I, love, I love don fry yeah, yeah. derrick lewis yeah, is don the fry don fry and dan severn yeah they're fucking great i do love those guys and, that, and it was there was an entertaining aspect to that that they kind of understood that they had to be entertaining they were they yeah. you know there was a sport that had to be sold as well um but, you know, I, it's interesting hearing you guys talk about, you know, the differences and how it evolves. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, if I'm hearing this correctly, and tell me if I'm wrong, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu seems to be a little more passive. The American Jiu-Jitsu seems to be more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Israeli Jiu-Jitsu is knock somebody out and wipe your ass and shove fucking shit on their nose so they when they wake up they smell what <laughs> that's happens. That's crazy jujitsu. That's crazy jujitsu too. Jiu -jitsu. <laughs> what, would, what would then be British Jiu-Jitsu? British Jiu-Jitsu. Uh... I don't know. We we had some good grapplers coming out of Britain, but we're still so small. We only have sixty million people. There's a great picture I show people on it. The whole of Britain fits into Florida. Yeah, yeah. It's like so we're always gonna be just the pool of talent is gonna be much more on a on a much smaller scale. So I don't know if British Jiu Jitsu is even really a thing. We got some good guys, they end up coming to train in America. Good boxing out there though. Yeah. But we have more like Lennox that, Lewis, one of the most underrated that. of all time yeah. I, for me. I mean, he might, yeah, I'd say he's one of the goats. He's one of the, yeah. I would, that's the fight. Lennox Lewis versus Muhammad Ali in their prime would have been a fight. Mm. I mean, I, people forget Lennox beat everyone who beat him. That's right. Well, also, I mean, it, we have, it, you know, recency bias. We don't really, I mean, Tyson Fury, six foot fucking nine, yeah, throwing jabs. Yeah, light on his toes. Like six yeah. nine, two hundred seventy yeah. pounds. That's a that's a tough. How would you go up? Uh, how would you how would you fare against Tyson Fury? You figure? Oh, I'd single leg him immediately. No, no, boxing, boxing, oh, boxing, boxing. Yeah. It'd probably kill me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You think it, it's easier for an MMA fighter? We've seen that they cross over to boxing, and they, they don't embarrass themselves in the boxing ring. But the few boxers we've seen cross over the James Tonys doesn't go well in the in the, Damn, in the we cage. We forget about that shit, right? James Tony. Yeah. Well, Ooh, no, no, it's in different. retrospect, it's, look, credit. It's, it's in retrospect, it's, credit to Tony. It's MMA. They're also the reason why MMA guys don't have the one because of like the, the the tomato cans they fight to build up in boxing. But it's there's so many ways to lose, so many ways to win in MMA. You know what I mean? Uh, we're we're it's complete fighting. It's not just fighting from the waist up. That's mm -hmm. boxing. Mm -hmm. So you specialize at one thing. So if you take away those rules, that's why when if you look at the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight, sure, we we know if Conor goes to boxing, Mayweather wins. We know Mayweather goes to MMA, Conor wins. You know what I mean? It's, I can suggest the perfect rule set to mediate that whole let's hear area, it. and it would be they would box in a cage. They would do eight four-minute rounds, and they would wear four-ounce gloves. But boxing, 
Huh. Is that fair, right? And you can, that does make it more. That does make and it you more can clinch. Fair. You can box in the clinch. If you could box in the clinch, that's a big one. Yeah. You That'd be interesting. But you can't and, join and the hands and behind Because the there's a difference. Because you can just clinch. It's, it's like, important to, uh, like, when you're, when you're training for an MMA fight. Like, a lot of times we wear uh, big boxing gloves. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you can go like this and protect the whole side of your face, you know what I mean? Like, like this, because you got the big 16-ounce yeah. hanging off. But in MMA, you got to be a little tighter because those gloves can sneak through. Yeah. You know? So exactly. there's different, like, there's and different. Connor uh, landed shots. Remember, yeah. Connor landed shots. He landed yeah. a big uppercut. Imagine in a four ounce glove. Who yeah. knows? What do they call that? They call that the, the Philly shell. The, 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 yeah. the Mayweather has the yeah, ones that the Philly shell. James Tony, too. Yeah. So oh, I, mean, I got th- a great with, question that... for you that's relevant here. I just saw uh, the PFL said Jake Paul will fight this year in an MMA fight. They're mm. searching for an opponent. Someone in the comments, like MMA Uncensored or someone said, CM Punk, <laughs> That as a past opponent of yours, what do you think of that matchup? Jake I, th- Paul, I think Jake CM Paul Punk. beat him. Really? Yeah. Because someone's told me, like, CM Punk trained at Rufus Sport. They said he's a legit blue belt and he still trains. He can grapple. I, I, but I think, uh, but I he's think Jake Paul grew up wrestling. Damn. I think he grew up wrestling. But I think they were college wrestlers. The, the Paul brothers, yeah. if I'm correct, they, I don't they think wrestled so. in college. I don't think so. We can, we can verify. We, we have two producers. One of them can tell me. <laughs> but that would be a they great went to fight. college? That would be a good first Juco, fight. Baby. And it's like someone who's on Jake Paul's level fame-wise. That would be a good one. CM Punk? He's got old balls. He's got no balls. He's got old, old balls. balls, he said. Oh, old, old balls. balls. Yeah, I anyway, know. Mickey like rubbed his face in the dirt and put shit on his Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, yeah. The guy woke up and was like, right, oh, uh, I feel good. Did you ever speak to him after uh, that? Logan I saw Paul him at a CFFC. Had, uh, Go ahead, Aubrey. Yeah. Uh, Logan Paul qualified for the state level Ohio High School Athletic Association, but uh, Jake has no wrestling credentials whatsoever. No, he 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 must have wrestled a little bit in high school, but not maybe it wasn't accomplished. But I'm pretty sure that, that he wrestled. Damn, but that could be a fight we could see, but not in college. Do you think any of the training that uh, that Jake Paul's done uh, is going to translate directly to MMA, or is it going to be he's going to have to unlearn he's, what he's learned? No, no, the boxing is good. The bo- the boxing is good. You just got to, you know, br- bring out that sprawl and, you know, maybe change his stance a little bit. You can't be as linear as you can be in boxing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it all it all helps. Maybe CM Punk's too old now, I don't know. Uh, I got to tell you I'd probably pay for it. Yeah. I'd put money on Jake Paul if if, if they made that fight. The PFL? Well, Paul's what what does Paul walk around at these days? Fucking 220? Just, uh, well, just do fight, another, just do another couple. 185, 185, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Can't believe you brought up Jake Paul. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't I don't really take part in all that. Like, I'm a, I'm, I don't watch his fights. It's like, fuck no. What's your favorite part of fighting? What do you like the, the best? What do you, do you, My do you favorite enjoy? part is, this is going to sound crazy, but like, I've had such a busy life. And when I get in the cage, I love like, I'm practically naked, just wearing little shorts. I don't have my phone. Like, your girl's not blowing you up, and no one's calling you, asking for just anything. Just naked with my buddy. Yeah, no one can get a hold of you. You're in the cage, and uh, they lock you in, and you're like, oh, it's it's actually a little peaceful. And, like, with your opponent, like, I know his intentions, you know? In any business dealing, any relationship, you don't know their true intentions, you know? In a fight, you know the guy's not going to stab you in the back. He's going to stab you in the front. You know he wants to take off your take your head off, you know, and it's such a weird relationship you have with that guy when you look across the cage at him. It's so real, 
And in that moment, like you see yourself in him, right? It's like that quote, you'll probably know it. I don't know. It's like uh, in my, in the reflection of my blade, I see my enemy or something. It's like, it's a mirror, mm-hmm. right? It's like you are that, you're, you are the same person in that moment, right? You're coming to kill him. He's coming to kill you. And uh, that's what I love. It's just I, peaceful. I agree totally. It's it's dog eat dog. Yeah. You know what it is. There's no yeah. bullshit. There's no hidden agendas. Yeah, but that's beautiful. He's gonna want to. He's gonna want to fuck you up, and you're gonna want to fuck him up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's simple. It's it's, it, and when you're put in the, that situation, you become so present. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You're it's you're peaceful, you're not man. you're not thinking about next week or. Th- you know what I mean? You're thinking about right fucking now. Mm. You're not thinking about any other moment but the the present. Yeah. And uh, then when, once you get that fucking dub, yeah, that feeling's a fucking amazing. Not, I always say nothing you can smoke, snort, shoot, or swallow to give you that feeling. Yeah. That rush, that's everyone feels should good. do it, but not everyone can do it. If there was a pill, everyone would take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, it's interesting. You guys both said the same thing, but in his stupid American accent, it sounded fucking. Like yeah. a like a like a sociopath, but a new British <laughs> accent. It's like it's almost like regal. more elegant. It was very like wow, but introspective. Bro, like, if we get into psychology and stuff, like I was talking about this yesterday, someone said all behavior is either love or a call for love. Right? Violence, anger, rage is just a call for love. Like even if someone's being violent towards you, it's really they're deficient somewhere and they just want love. Right? Or it is it is love I could give someone. So we talked I, about that a little bit in uh, the Billy D episode, where you know his his acting out, his actions that were very self destructive were probably a, a, a cry for help and yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a call for love. So with the opponent, I'm like, it's me wanting to kill him ain't a call for love in that instant. I'm like, it's more love. It's like it's a mutual respect you have for each other. Like he's got game, you've got game. It's Interesting. Like, so it's almost like well, I, f- you I feel like it is a call a for because it's you. It's like well, I think I think it is a little bit of a of a call for love for yourself and everyone mm. who supports you and rocks with you, your friends, your family. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I think like when I when I fight, like it's not just for like for me and to you know just to do damage to this guy, but it's for mm. you know myself, my my you know, future self, my family, everyone. I don't want, I want, I want to see, I want to see the videos of them jumping them down, yeah. screaming after the fights. You know what yeah. I mean? I do that's, love that when I fight and my brother calls me, like he ooh. stays up in London watching it and he calls me, yeah, that's bro, cool. fucked him up. That's, that's an interesting point though, Mick. Is it easier or harder to fight somebody that you have genuine animosity towards? I don't know. I have you ever fought anybody that you had genuine I animosity? Yeah, no, no. You. Mm. Is it, not really. I mean, I, there's always a little bit because it's like you, you they signed the paper to they signed their. Fucking so you have to paper manufacture to, that kind of hate. No, in your I wouldn't mind say manufacture. I think it comes pretty easy uh, a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like this person wants to wants to give you half your money, wants to make your fucking uh, family and friends frown and be sad. So fuck them. There's there's definitely you, a little feel, bit. Really? Yeah. Huh. What do you mean? They're, it's it's dog eat dog. They're, they they want to eat. I, every pitcher I ever faced, I was ever like, "Fuck this guy, I hate him." But there was this. But idea. he's not. But it, maybe if he pitches at your fucking face, then you well, might the, be like, no, "Fuck then, this but guy." Then, then they rev it up, and that actually. So that was actually what was in my mind when I was asking. Like, there were some games, especially minor league baseball, is 140 fucking games a year. You just, you're just yeah. not into it, bro. It's like I don't want to play today. But if somebody comes up and in on you. Like, this is one of the reasons I talk shit. One of the reasons I was, like, a fucking full-time shit talker is I, I needed that juice. Yeah. 
I needed that that competition. I needed some reason to give a shit about today. Like, let's make it me versus you. Oh, I heard you were a first round draft pick. All right, you seven million dollars better at baseball than me. We'll find out. Okay, <laughs> like I needed that to like get myself going. And in your sport, I mean, it's such a respect based thing with martial arts. I, I like. Do you have to find animosity it, towards your opponent? Do you have to find something to hate? Is it better to hate the guy? Is it better if you I don't? I think that's weakness, Mickey. If I know a guy and he needs to be mad at the guy to fight him, it's like pull your shit together, man. Like when going back to like stoicism and all this shit. Me, I'm just like very different. You're only doing yeah. it two, three times a year. If you can't yeah. get up for fucking two, three times a year, yeah, like yeah. you got to find something else to do, right? True. Yeah. I mean. I mean, that was one of the saddest. I'm a huge. Yeah, I would say Diaz it is a little bit. Fan. It is almost like a, a little bit of like a, a fear based thing. Mm. If if uh, yeah, if you need if like you need to get there, I think you should have your own discipline and motivation that you're gonna want to yeah. fuck this person up no matter what. You know, so are like the face offs like a real thing then? When guys are like talking shit, are, are they get, are they yeah, trying to psych trying the guy to out? A, are they trying to get in their own head? Could be both. Could be both. Could be uh, putting on a fucking show. I always I mean? play the mind games, man. I'm always super friendly. I'm like. Patting him on the back, like in a, I assert dominance like that, you know. <laughs> I'm like, and I always say to guys, "Thanks for taking the fight, yeah. even if I came on short notice." Yeah, and yeah. Then, hey, they, thanks they, for accepting, man. Yeah. It's hard for people to yeah. want to get and in they there. They scratch their head, they leave, and they're like, "Fuck, <laughs> wait, does he think I just took this fight?" Like, I used to say to that move? shit all the time. Too. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Thanks for taking a fight, hey, man. Really fight, appreciate, bro, appreciate it. it yeah. like, Has anybody ever got into your head in a? In a uh, never, never. No one's ever got in my head ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just too, I don't know. Would you admit like it I if said, they had? 100%, yeah. I, I would want to, like, go into it and address it. But mm. like I said, that's my my greatest attribute is my mind. So, uh, you know, you hear uh, guys like Tyson and uh, George Foreman, they wanted to stare at the guy, and they knew if the guy looked down, they had him. But then you look at a guy like Fedor, and he just looks down the whole time. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not weakness yeah. either. John right? Jones is the same thing. Yeah. He doesn't look at people. I think there are exceptions. Like, I like to look at a guy on a stare down, and there's fights I've had where I finished the guy, and I knew at the stare down. I'm Me like, too. I, really? And I say yeah, to my I coach, that. I got him. I tell I've, him I've, yeah. I've only had it, I think, like once or twice, but I, yeah, I absolutely knew. Yeah. I, I looked at it, and they were like, I could just tell they didn't want to be there as bad. Yeah. What did you like say? Like, what, what did you you saw something? I saw in their they eyes. were almost just like, whatever. Like it was a little like, like almost like a that. Was that know. was that the CM Punk stare down? You were no. like, no. Huh? What was the no. CM Punk stare down like? Um. Well, he didn't shake my hand. Oh, oh! Now, yeah, you, now I, I, you hate him. So I, now I, you hate yeah, him. I have my hand out like this, like I remember waiting it, for and it. He goes, and then yeah, he like, the uh, and he like didn't shake and just walked up, and I was just like, "You're a fucking actor, bro. Yeah, you're fucking acting right now, and I'm gonna beat your ass tomorrow, so, something like that." And like, wow. Yeah, like, I, cause it, it also like it was like, you know, it's like if someone fucking stiffs you, it's like it could, like I, I had my hand out, you know what I mean? It was the same thing. Like, I'll, I'm gonna be the nicest guy until fucking you, you see that disrespectful. This shit. is a Jersey thing right here. This is not everybody. <laughs> this is a Jersey New York thing. We have grown up our whole life in a respect economy. Yeah, our yeah. entire life. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how much if you don't show respect, you don't give respect. The motherfucker's gonna get it from you. Yeah. As soon as he doesn't shake your hand, it yeah. was like it was fucking. All, yeah, it was like like there's a whole fucking sea of people out here, and you just you just fucking you just diss me. Oh really? And I was like, oh motherfucker. <laughs> oh right. yeah. Yeah. It's like that? And that, yeah, but like I was just prepared to just do the because it's also a little yeah. bit of like, like it's like you know it's kind of a weird thing like we're both gonna we know we're fighting tomorrow we're both gonna stand up here and like look tough in each other's eyes like it's you know let's break down the walls and like call save what it is it's yeah. not a you know what I mean it's it's part of the show yeah pageantry right? yeah but no it, it actually pissed me off 
Like it actually wow. pissed me off a little bit. Just yes, because it was the fucking it was di- it was disrespect. Disrespect. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's, it has no bearing on the fight until it does, kind of thing. Interesting. But once I fought a guy and I, and I thought I was gonna get in his head, and then at the weigh in, I looked in his eyes and he just wasn't budging. I was like, "Fuck!" I told my team, "This motherfucker's coming." And then even in the cage when they brought us to the middle, he was still there. And after I, I beat him, I finished him. But after the fight, I told him, "Yo, in your, I didn't see any." doubt or fear in your eyes like once even on a night I, I thought you're coming and he was like thank you that's like the best compliment I've ever had interesting but yeah it's a real recognize real that guy anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? well maybe you should have had a little bit of fear maybe fear yeah. would have been helpful it's crazy in my group chat they're like none of, uh, my group chat but I have a group chat with like my close friends and uh, none of them fight some of them train jujitsu but they're like bro how'd you do it you're a fucking savage I could never I'd rather do a nine to five job Six days a week, then fucking do that shit. Bunch of British pussies. <laughs> no, they're like they're international. <laughs> they're, there's Americans in there too. <laughs> yeah. If you're not from America, spirit. you're a pussy. Deal with it. But that, not everybody can be born great. That group Am I right, chat, buddy? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> But that group chat is is wild. It's like and it's on and it's not it goes nonstop because there's all different time zones across the world. So this group chat, every day I wake up and the group chat's got like hundreds of messages. Really, and there's always amazing stories in there, man. So if it's if it's not punk, who's the guy that you looked into? Are you willing to t- say who it is? Who's the guy you looked nah. into his eyes? And, no, uh, right. I'll, uh, I'll 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 give you guys one though. I'll be I'll tell you this. So we talk about in the in the back room, like how like fights are won and lost back there. Right? In the back room meeting, like in that when you're waiting room. in the dressing room waiting day of the fight. Yeah, um, I I lost I lost one back there a little bit. Not because the guy got in my head. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story. So it's actually, uh, and it was more in hindsight. I realized I didn't realize it then. But I, uh, so it was my Madison Square Garden fight. I, I, I was watching. They had like the fights airing before, and uh, I'd done a lot of my training camp up at TriStar, and like you know that's with uh, Faraz Zahabi, mm. you know, uh, and Eamon Zahabi fought before. And Eamon Zahabi, great dude. I look up to him. He was winning the whole fight. Gets caught in the third round, knocked out cold. And I remember, like, thinking, I was like, fuck, like, whew, shit could happen, you know? And it started to get in my head. And it, when I went to the fight, I was like, I wanted to play it a little safer. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to get the fight to the ground, and I'll, I'll finesse this dude and fucking choke him out. And I, I didn't go in there with that, like, like that same, like, kind of, like, Put, like, like, a little killer seed di- of like, doubt into your mind? Yeah, it, it made me kind of, like, deviate a little bit. Where I, I, like... The best like mindset to be in is be like I'm gonna come in there and fucking like I'm gonna smash this dude I'm gonna smash my bones into their their face and they're gonna fucking succumb first. But I I uh, I never I never really talked about this. But I yeah I like uh, it, it was like kind of it was like kind of a combination of things. But that definitely like yeah put a little seed into my mind where I was just like all right I'll uh, you know I'm not gonna spend too much time fucking around on the feet. I'm gonna you know what I mean? It's like you know a knockout. It's a fucking you know it's a little bit of a roll of the dice. We're, we're slinging bones instead of being like. I'm going to control that fucking dice, you know? Interesting. Yeah. And, and that's something that you, in retrospect, you, you realized. Yeah. After I, lost a de- I lost the decision. I lost two out of the three rounds because I, I, I read it like when exchange would, ha- like, would start to go, I, I would, I would, I would kind of shoot early. And I was like, I, but I, I also, it was like a little bit of conceit in my own like uh, jujitsu where I was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'll just be able to finesse this dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? So me thinking about finesse rather than thinking about fucking smash was, uh, you know, part part of like my downfall, but is it was I let something play, I let something else play into, uh, 
into my head. Now, is that is that all the fighter you've cornered, guys? Is there something that, yeah. that you do as a coach or as a corner to help the fighters avoid that? So, bro, everyone, like, makes fun of me in the gym. They're like, coach of the year, da da because uh, I have a good win percentage, right? And uh, I put it down to my British, specifically London, like, my cynicism, my realism. For me, no offense to you guys, I just find American coaching to be so corny. Like, they're in the dressing room, they're like, it's your destiny, it's your time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, man. Bro, it makes, the, it makes me cringe. Like, yeah. the hair stands up on my arms. I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, you go out there, you take it, buddy. You've worked hard for this. Dedication, hard work, perseverance. I'm like, oh, That's that fuck. wrestling shit. Yeah, yeah, but me, I'm like, I'm so cynical. Like, with B, Brendan, like, before he fights, I'm like, like, I know his family, I know his kids, I'm like, I say his kids' names. I'm like, yo, they need this check. Like, we fucking need this. Like, you got house payments. You got shit to pay for. Like, because I know him, you know. Mm. I say some real shit. And I, and even in the fight, like, Evan Elder, I just cornered him a few weeks ago. He had fight at the night. Some stud from our gym. He's in the UFC. People were tweeting, who the fuck is this English guy in Evan <laughs> Elder's corner? <laughs> and then someone goes, not just an English guy, a street guy at that. Because yeah. I just have no filter. What were you saying? I'm like, fucking smack him back. Like, like that's just how I communicated it, you know? And I'm probably, I think I was mic'd up. I don't know. They always tell you don't swear at the UFC. You're live on ESPN, don't swear mm. or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah. yeah like that happens. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never you know happens. what I mean? Never Whereas works. like, I just say it in, in a way that it's going to impact them. Like they're going to feel it. It's going to be some shit they'll feel, you know? Yeah. Uh. Like, so that so you find their why you find their why and yeah. kind of play on their but psychology just, a little bit. Not that. Just that it's just the wording. Like whereas another coach would say, "Hey, hey, when he hits you, I want you to counter back." Like I'm just like, smack this cunt. <laughs> Excuse yeah. my French. You know what I mean? Oh, we're international. Or, I, we're or I say stuff like, "Don't have that." Like if the guy's backing you up, yeah. Just that's just how I talk. So. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's very effective. It's very it's impactful. You know, in a real way. Like, I'm not trying to, like, sweet talk the guy. I'm saying it in the way I would like to have it said. But I just think it's just a recipe. It's a good recipe to have my accent <laughs> and and to be real like I am. No, I agree. It's, helps, you're not yeah. being, you're not being, like, generic and just, like, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. saying, like, like, you're saying real shit to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fuck this motherfucker. Yeah. You're going to let him take all this yeah, shit you exactly. fucking did? Fuck that. Go yeah. kill this dude. Yeah, exactly. You know? But, yeah. um, like, clear, concise. So when it comes that, to that Evan uh, Evan was fighting Nas, I know both yeah, of yeah. those I know, guys. Bro, I know both of those. Bro, guys. it's I, every fucking week I got friends fighting. Dude, D Rod, D Rod, and Ian Gary oh, are fighting. Damn, yeah, I yeah, got every good. fucking week. I got I got friends fighting. Bro, peep this. Next week, UFC Miami, huge card. I go in the gym and uh, Gerald Mearshart trains with us, and Henry says you're cornering Gerald next week, and I was like, oh, but he's fighting Joe Pfeiffer. That's my boy from Philly. He's like, so what? You guys gay? He's like, I'm like, no. He's like, so whatever. You go out to eat after. You guys are all the big Yeah, leagues, but, but at the so same time, uh, Henry didn't coach against uh, Gilbert or yeah. Usman. Yeah, I guess at my level, he's like, oh, it's not important. But I hit up Joe because I know Joe. I said, bro, look, it wasn't me. I didn't volunteer. They, they told me I'm cornering him. Yeah. He was like, oh, it sucks, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah, you're dead. But that's going to be. I, I had the same thing uh, like a few weeks ago. Uh, it was supposed to be in the beginning of March. I was. Uh, I had a friend on the card already, and this one kid, uh, Dennis, is fighting this other kid, Ryan, who I know. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I like both those kids, friends with both of them. And then Ryan hit me up and was like, "Hey, can you corner?" And I was like, 
I was like, nah, bro. I I just gotta yeah. rec- recuse myself. Like I'm I, I'm friends with both yeah. of you guys. I don't wanna be there fucking tell, telling you how to fuck my friend Dennis up. I wouldn't if Dennis asked. I wouldn't be there to, to yeah. telling him how to fuck you up. You know what I mean? Like I I'd rather just stay out of it. Yeah, you there know? is an etiquette there, like in fighting, and guys that don't abide. So you're by you're it. actually gonna do it. You're gonna yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm I'm going as the body. You know, I'm gonna be there, warm him up. But I so don't you're just gonna keep your mouth shut in the corner. I'm gonna try, yeah, but I don't know. So what what is that etiquette? What's the the unwritten rule here? Like if you know two guys, and there's guys I won't name, but it's happened recently where people have fallen out because someone's sided with one of their friends and they were posting about it, going to the fight, celebrating. I was like, that's bad. If I know two guys fighting. I messaged them both. May the best man win. Love you. Hope you both perform to the best of your abilities. Hope you get the bonus. Yeah, I even yeah. say I hope it's a draw. Um, but that's what you're supposed to do. If you know two guys, don't post. Yeah. You know, don't even talk about a fight. You know, you just say, oh, good luck. If, especially if they're in your gym. Yeah. It's happened when it's I like, in my so, gym. Yeah, sometimes I won't even know. like like any, anyone's pictures. Yeah, I'm not liking, like I'm not liking your picture. I'm not liking his picture. Yeah, I'm just, facts. I'm recusing myself. Like, it's I'm tough, not, though, because not. There's, there's such an industry for you guys to pick the fights. Yeah. There's such, there's such oh, a big cool. part you of the industry. You know what? Is this is coming on Friday. We should pull, uh, Christian, pull up the UFC card. Tuco's great at picking fights. So... I, I always say I always because, say I'm not that yeah. good at picking fights. Although when I pick fights on there, pretty good. got a pretty good fucking record. Got a pretty good record. But I I I, I take although my he is the king of the hedge though. He's the king of the hedge when he's my, picking. I take he's my always hat like, I could really see this person winning. Do 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 do. But I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the, the, this guy. So yeah. you know he gets he gets he gets both. That's he gets, how I talk, asshole. That's right. I'm goated. I'm goated at calling the fights. Where so we're gonna we're gonna you you want to read through? Let's let's go through that whole Miami card because this is going to come out a day before it right should it's going to come out Friday right Aubrey it's going to come out on Friday so yeah let's uh, yeah we have to put it yeah it's going to come out Friday we're not allowed to bet yeah, yeah no, we're, we're not. Yeah. We're not betting. We're just yeah. give it. Give we can just give picks. Give it, where are we, yeah. where are we gonna start? I, did, I always give my picks. Start up. from the bottom, and if we don't Early know pre, it, like prelims. Fuck or it. Just yeah, the we'll t- if, okay. if we say skip, if we don't, we don't know shit. Okay. Um, we'll go. We'll go all the fights. Um, Shy Elan versus Steven Garcia. Guys. Oh, Shy Elan. He's from our gym. Uh, Steve Garcia trains out of Jackson Wink in Albuquerque. He won the LFA belt. This is my knowledge. See, look at this. It's out there. Shailan is a guy from our gym. I think he's Kazakh as well, but fighting out of China. Strong wrestler. Uh, Steve Garcia's got good hands, but I'll, I'll take Shailan there. I think he uh, wrestles him and wins that. I'll just take the money line on that because... Or maybe you could cover the double chance on Shailan in case he gets a TKO or a sub. But I think he's going to take Steve. This is what happens when you've grown up in London and you've been doing parlays since you were six years old. (laughs) My cousins used to bet on soccer. Parlay sounds like a a British word. Parlay. Parlay. (laughs) Parlay. No, we say an Aki, an accumulator. Really? Accumulator. Now, you you talked about, uh, real quick before we move on to the next fight, we talked about the difference between Brazilian and uh, and American Jiu-Jitsu. What makes these these Dagestanis and these Kazakhstanis like they're wrestling so... Bro, it's just time invested and dedication. We haven't seen too many matchups with... Dagestani wrestlers and elite American wrestlers. Okay. Like, I would love to see, like, Islam Makachev go against uh, Michael Chandler and actually wrestle in that fight, you know? I don't, like, I used to think Michael Chandler would give Khabib a good go. Like, uh, we haven't seen that. Is uh, there a stylistic difference? Is there something There that is a doing? stylistic difference. I don't know. The, the Dagestanis, they, their wrestling is, is different in a sense. Like, Americans are more freestyle wrestling. 
upper body, upper body. They seem yeah. to really do a Ameri- great job of controlling the yeah, lower body. Americans, right? uh, Dagestanis have that good sambo influence as well, and they're much better on the fence. American wrestlers have to learn the fence. That's why these guys like Kamaru that mix it up, like wrestling coaches can't really teach wrestling on the cage. It's, it's like an MMA thing because they wrestle on mats. So it's the best wrestling coaches for, for the cage and wall work are ex-fighters, I think, who have like 30 fights but also wrestled. Interesting. Yeah. You, would you say Sambo is like a halfway between jujitsu and wrestling, or is yeah. it its own yes. thing? It, it is. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they compete in a gi, right? And shorts. Uh, yeah, a gi and shorts. They got, they got a gi top. And wrestling and shoes. And sho- shorts, wrestling shoes. But yeah, they do I'd like locks. to see that. I'd like to see elite American wrestlers fight these guys from Dagestan and uh, really see it, but we don't really see it too much. Hmm. And then if they do ever fight, they just bang because they don't want to find out. It's crazy. Who we got next? So I got, I got Shailan as well. Yeah. Shiloh? Yeah. Um, who we got Who we got next? Next Christian? is Ignacio Bahamandez and Trey who, Ogden. Who's the, uh, if you could give the line on these two, that'd be great. Bahamandez should be the favorite. I got this listed as a 160 catchweight fight. Yeah, Trey correct? Ogden was meant to fight last week. His opponent pulled out. Trey Ogden actually got signed to the UFC instead of me. I fought on Dana White looking for a fight. I choked the guy unconscious with a ninja choke. He was limp. And then I, I I don't recall what I said, but I was saying some ratchet hood shit. I ran up to Dana and I was like, blah, 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 blah. I think I said, I don't even train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which wasn't good. Yeah. And then they trained. Well, your problem was you didn't rub the guy's face on the ground <laughs> after. Yeah, that was true. And they made. signed Trey Ogden instead of me. I don't, uh, I think Bahamondes, he, he's a really good striker. He trains in Chicago with Bilal Muhammad and those guys. I think Bahamondes can maybe even KO Trey Ogden. Yeah, I don't know enough about either of those guys. Trey Ogden has a decent ground game, but I think Bahamondes is too good, too rangy. Might hurt him in the first round. I would take Bahamondes. Uh. There you go. What's the next one you got, Christian? Next one is Cynthia Calvillo, Calvillo versus Lupita Godinez. I think Lupita is the big favorite here. I typically don't be- ever bet on women. Yeah. I don't know because it's harab. I don't want to be offensive, you know. Harab. I don't bet on horse. Ra- I don't bet on horse racing just because yeah. I don't bet. You on say whores? horse, horse, oh. <laughs> horse, horse racing. Yeah, I don't know. I'd never put my hard. I gotta tell you, horse racing would be fun though. Just two <laughs> yeah. girls sitting there flicking the bead. Whoever comes first wins. I. Yeah. We you might be on something on here. I'd bet on that. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch it too. I gotta tell you, horse not. racing. Yeah. I We're all something here, boys. I don't follow female MMA too much. Can you imagine horse racing I, I on really either myself. smell-o-vision? There you go. Smell-o-vision. Well, um, so you think uh, Loopy's the favorite? I think she's a favorite, right? You, we got the the line, Christian. Uh, yeah, she's a minus two fifty. Oh wow! Okay, she's a big favorite. Cynthia had a a good start to her career, I think, but she, uh, I think she got injured. Her form fell off a bit. I don't. Yeah, I'd stay away from that, guys. Or just take Lapita. I don't know. There you go. All now, right, now we got Mearshart Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, Mearshart and Pfeiffer. Um, Pfeiffer's got great boxing, heavy hitter. He has a lot of knockouts. But Gerald, you can't sleep on him. Yeah. He's an old fox. This guy has like 50 fights. He's got 20 fights in the UFC. Most submissions. Most submissions in middleweight history. He's the only fighter on the active UFC roster that has over 10 fights and and still has a 100% finishing rate. Huh. There's some guys that are 3-0 and with all finishes, but he's the only guy with over 10 UFC fights that has a 100% finishing rate. Crazy. I remember Pfeiffer coming. He he uh, 
like coming up in like the same scene as me because yeah. he's from uh, Philly, right? Yeah, yeah. Pipe yeah. is a uh, he's a savage. He, he's a he's a killer. But Gerald's such an old fox, uh, you can't sleep on him. Like if he uh, if he gets you to the third round, then. Uh, and you get tired, he'll jump on your neck. You so that was going to be my take. I was going to take uh, Mearshart by late submission. That's a good... I always... When I used to bet, I would always bet on uh, Gerald by submission. And he made me a lot of money. Because <laughs> it's like the bookmakers, they're so stupid. They forget all these stats. Mm-hmm. They don't look at the analytics, as we say. And uh, they give him crazy odds. He's like plus 1,000 for a submission. Who is? I don't oh. know now, but that's what he used okay. to be for like submission in the third round. I'd just cover two and three because he'd get them. You know, but that fight, I think, I hate to say it because I love both guys, but I think it would end in finish. So I would just take the prop under 2.5 rounds or just the fight to end by finish. Yeah. I couldn't pick a winner there because they're both my guys, but that they're the best bet. But, it, but it's not going to go the distance. I don't believe so. That's, no way. That's the, that's the yeah, bet. No way. That's, now that's how you hedge. Yeah. I'm not going to pick a winner because I love the guys, but I'm going to no, pick. No, but it's that's, not that's go why I tell distance. people with picks as well. It's like. It doesn't matter who wins. When you take the prop, it's yeah. like it doesn't matter who wins, when they win. You're just betting on the method, you know? Did what, they, what, did what they find a replacement for uh, the leech fighting Kiesa? I don't think so. They offered it to Kevin Lee, didn't they? And Kiesa uh, turned it down. So He said no, huh? Yeah. Well, who won when they fought the first time, Kiesa? And, and Kevin Lee. Lee won, but it was controversial. Decision? He had a choke that Kiesa never tapped to. But the ref stopped it, and he was like, I didn't tap. Uh, yeah, yeah, like so that thought, Robbie Lawler, yeah, Askren one. I thought Chiesa would have wanted that back, but probably not. I just saw him in... Yeah, in short the, notice, I guess. At the UFC, he was commentating on Brendan's fight or in on the desk. Mm-hmm. And then after the fight, he was on the. we were leaving the apex. We were the main event. It was like late, and he was on the treadmill running. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. You said you said K, uh, Pfeiffer came up with the same uh, scene you did. The uh, is that the was that CDC back in the day? Is that the Atlantic no, City one? CDDC no. or some shit like <laughs> CFFC. that? CFFC. CFFC. But I, I I remember seeing him fight out in like Pennsylvania. I think I was cornering someone mm-hmm. uh, on a card, and he he was fighting out there. He's a great kid, man. Yeah. Are there are, there, are supposed, certain regional supposed to fight one of my friends? But it, I don't think it happened. Are certain regional. Uh, areas known to be better than others when it comes to, yeah, to like the PA the boys the can wrestle if you're from if you got that Pennsylvania blood. Yeah. No, I mean like the, uh, like, like the PA. fight cards, like the CFFC yeah, was in Atlanta. The, the well, there's strong ones everywhere. Like there, yeah. it's it's there's regional spots. Like there's you know they got uh, what they got down here is that that's the big one. Is it Titan or Titan? Uh, Titan's the biggest show. And where, where's well. LFA do theirs at? They, Texas uh, or nationwide? They're kind of all around yeah. now. Fury, I fought for them. They're more Cage Texas. Fury. No, just okay. Fury. Fury would, fighting, yeah. Cage Fury, like, uh, that's CFFC. Yeah. That's like in the Northeast. Ring yeah. of Combat's a big one in yeah. the Northeast as well. What would um, be like considered like the NXT? Is there any that's considered like a feeder system to the UFC? I would or? say CFFC is one yeah, of the closest to those. Really? Big, it's the, the big I, they, I used to watch them at the Which, Taj Mahal. Boy, those Vilsen, were good fights. My boy Vilson just won the belt last night for them. Nice, really? Fun. Dropped down to 135. CFFC. Yeah. Cage Fury fighting championships, yeah. you fight for them? I've never fought for CFFC. No. You fought for Fury I tried in Texas? To. I tried to, but... I had my first uh, amateur fight with them, and I planned on fighting with them in the for pros. Fury fighting? Cage Fury. Oh, Cage Fury, yeah. yeah. CFFC. Can, there's, like, probably five big regional shows that feed the UFC. 
So it's like CFFC, like CFFC is on Fight Pass. Like yeah. a lot of these shows that are okay. on Fight well, have deals with Fight Pass. Pass. They're LFA, usually the feeders. Yeah, LFA Titan used LFA to be. LFA is Legacy. Legacy, yeah. Where's that based out of? Then they, then they. Oh, that was. But originally they were either Cali or Texas. It was like RFA and Legacy. Oh, you're they right. They together, joined. Yeah. Right. One Correct. was in like Arizona. One was in. Texas. What's the big ones down here? Is like Titan. Titan, yeah. I think just Titan. Is that Titan it? used to be real good. They fell off a little bit. But it was like Titan, CFFC, Fury, LFA. I think they're the big ones. Are they are they paying the fighters' ways out there to fight stuff? Or yeah, are they always, guys they fly you out and put you in a hotel and they they pay regional money. What type of money is a guy in a CFFC looking at? It depends. Like if it's your first fight, you could be it could be five hundred, five hundred. It could be a thousand, a thousand. It could be you could get two and two, but you sell tickets too. You know, like when I used to fight in London. The show was rowdy. It was like gypsies and crazy people there. But but uh, I would do a deal with the promoter. There's times I didn't even get a fight purse because I just got more on the tickets. But I'd make so much money, bro, on tickets and yeah. tables and all that shit. Interesting. In your hometown. But then when you're fighting somewhere else, it's like... Yeah, you if you hustle ticket. and shit like that, like you can... Yeah. And especially in uh, for any fighters coming up, if you sell a lot of tickets, you're they're yeah. going to they're gonna give you fights. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you hustle and sell those tickets, like they're it's gonna, mafia now, they're gonna right? wanna, they're, yeah, because the, the more people have you pack the place out, they need to make money. So mm. they put on guys who are local that sell tickets, give them easy fights, so sure. they win. Probably like, like bringer shows for you, kind very of. much so. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you if you uh, if you sell like a hundred something tickets, like they're gonna be like, Psh, when, hey, when when you want to fight again? Hey, they're bro. gonna they're gonna you're gonna have uh, preference over some other guy. <sighs> I hate to tell you, bro, that's headlining too. Like, like yeah. hey, I'm really funny. Everybody's funny. You sell tickets, yeah. yeah. Like, can you sell 250 tickets? But like, I'll but book instead you tomorrow. of but, yeah. right, but you gotta they these guys gotta go and meet up with people and physically hand tickets. And now they got like like uh you know links you can fucking go buy yeah, them from. Yeah. But like these, you know, you gotta like it, you gotta hustle. You gotta do it like yourself. That's you, you gotta so have not only face you to gotta, face. Not only are you fighting, a lot of training, times, but fi- now you gotta go promote yeah, yourself. Yeah, and the worst and thing is yourself. everybody. Everybody asks. Everyone wants tickets. Fight week. Yeah. So when you're like, you oh know what I mean? Like God. people, you'll be driving all over the place, dropping off tickets and shit. Yeah. yeah. So they, annoying, they don't want to pay for them either, right? Like people have no. No, idea. they under. I think they understand the problem. <laughs> like, yeah, they you gotta pay. There's no fucking hookups on the regional scene, really. Yeah. You know. What's the next fight? Chase Sherman, Chris Barnett. And uh, Chris Barnett pulled out with an injury. Chase Sherman's now fighting Carl Williams out of uh, Whoa. American Top Team. Breaking news. Lima when did this happen? Atlanta. A few days ago, I think. Who pulled uh, out with an injury? Chris Barnett, Beastie Boy. Well, Chris Barnett, He's if you're injured, does. you should go to rubiesflowerswi.com. That's rubiesflowerswi.com, and they'll give you something that you need to fix yourself up nice and quick. Barnett's the, the short, heavy black dude who does, like, the backflips. Yeah. That was going to be a banger. Like, everyone in the MMA community is sad about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, I don't know. Chase the is opponent. my boy. Carl is a good wrestler. He's going to come to wrestle. He's a minus 500. Yeah. Carl is? Yeah. yeah. He's going to come to wrestle and grapple, which has been known to be Chase's. Uh, Achilles heel. Achilles heel, yeah. So So taking the fight on short notice is always you you think that that's a but huge they're heavyweights. They're heavyweights, so they don't cut anyway. You're you gonna say a, an advantage or disadvantage? It's, a, it's a thought it to be a huge disadvantage. Yeah, but not it, always. It depends. Not it always. depends. You not don't know what not. shape the guy's in. Mm, you don't know. Right. He just fought a few weeks ago, so So you gotta imagine he's um, in pretty good shape. Yeah, I wouldn't I don't know. I wouldn't bet on that fight because it's short notice, it's risky and 
But it's yeah. short notice to the guys. But I like, guess the the reason I asked the question is the guys minus five hundred. Yeah, so that means the other guys what so plus four eighty. Yeah. yeah so you, you would it be Chase worth taking a flyer the in the camp? Who's had the fight? Yeah, Chase has been in camp. So I would put a, I would wager a small amount on Chase to win. I don't think there's any way Chase beats the guy by decision because the guy's a strong wrestler. The odds of him mm-hmm. fighting off the takedowns three rounds and all that stuff. Um, but Chase has heavy hands. He was bare knuckle champion. He's got KOs. I'd wager a small amount on a Chase Sherman knockout, which is probably going to be first two hu- rounds. It's going to be high up. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, you're, yeah. you're talking like plus twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's throw what hundred on it. That's a lot of small ticket. amount. Yeah, but I would typically stay away from that fight because it's short notice. We don't know all the factors. Interesting. We can't run the analytics. Nick, so. you were saying it's not always a bad thing to take a fight on short notice. Yeah, yeah. Because the other guy will be. Well, think about it. Like, uh, we just said Kiesa turned down Kevin Lee. One, probably he's been training for one guy the yeah. whole time. You know, when you're doing fight camps at like the high level, like you're, like you're obviously working your stuff, but you're, you're every, everyone you're going with is going to be the best mimic for this guy that you can find. You know what I mean? If you're fighting Southpaw, you're, fight, you're training with Southpaws as much as possible. Fight, you know, going against righties all day isn't going to help you. Sure. You know? Um, so yeah, it can be it can be like a like a switch kind of yeah, for you. It's, factors, it's, yeah. it's yeah, it, it's uh you know. What's makes, the shortest notice you've ever taken a fight on? I think two weeks, ten days. Two like weeks, that. ten days. Yeah. It's pretty short. I I accepted a fight on ten days, but the other guy didn't. Oh, actually, that's not yeah. true. Back in the day, on like my first or second pro fight, the guy I was supposed to fight had a car crash on the way to the weigh-ins. Whoa! So they they just brought me another guy, but the guy was a scrub. They literally just like, hey, yeah. bud. They found someone. Found someone know. in the audience that night. <laughs> it happens, Hey, yeah. does anyone want to fight? And, That's and how Matt Brown got his start. I shouldn't really? say this. His first fight. But yeah. after the fight, it was hilarious because uh, the guy, the guy, uh, I'm talking to the guy in the back, like we're both waiting to see the doctor. And he's like, oh, what kind of training do you do? I was like, oh, a lot of jujitsu. And he said, oh, what's that? The spinning kicks? <laughs> he's like, what's that? The yeah. spinning kicks and shit. I was like, no. That's the grappling, bro. I was like, damn, this guy really is a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't know what jiu-jitsu was. Yeah. What's the next fight? It's Michelle Waterson versus Luana Pinero. Oh, damn, again, the, the female fights I stay away from. Michelle's a bit older now, I don't know. The karate hottie? I don't know the other chick. And I don't know the other, I don't know the other girl we'll skip that one. Skip that. All right, next is Calvin Gastelum versus Chris Curtis. Oh, great Oof. fight. That's um, a good one. Um, How old is Gastelum? I feel like I've been watching him fight I forever. Think he's like 30, yeah. 31. He, yeah, uh, not that old. Kelvin's got the same management as me. I don't want to like talk ill of him, but uh, I don't know. Chris Curtis seems to have the juice right now. He's yeah. Uh, he's very yeah, Gastelum is just thirty-one years old, by the way. Huh. Yeah, thirty-one. I knew it. Uh, Chris Curtis has the juice. I think he's like training with better guys. I know Gastelum lost a lot of his good training partners. Vittori moved to Vegas. Yeah. So I don't know. A lot of those guys left. He's had a lot left of Cali for Vegas. He's pulled out of so many fights. He hasn't won a fight recently. He's the favorite. Gastelum's the favorite. Mm-hmm. Minus yeah. one thirty-two. I was going to say I would go Chris Curtis there, and Chris Curtis' decision probably is a good prop. All the price is right. I gotta yeah. agree. Yeah, his his wrestling look. Chris Curtis's wrestling defense look very good. good yeah. Uh, and yeah, and and remember, Gastelum not that long ago f- fought a real hard fought decision with Izzy. Yeah. Gastelum's Gastelum's a dog He's a dog But I would take Chris Curtis As a smart I agree I agree Who's next Alright moving on We got Raul Rosas Jr. Versus Christian Rodriguez This is the fight That I would tell people To bet on Raul Rosas I don't He 
he's got all this hype behind him. But that Christian Rodriguez kid, he trains at Rufus Sport. Everyone was singing his praises before this fight even got announced. Like Brendan, Bilal, all these guys that train okay. up there say how good he is. Um, I would take him. He's probably a huge dog. I just love to the see line, the Christian? upsets. Uh, for him, he's a Roses Junior's a minus two thirty. Christian Rodriguez is yeah. a one ninety five plus. I would always take the dog in that fight just because I hate hype trains and I love to be ahead of the curve and bet on the guy on the underdog who's fighting the hype train. Raul Rosas is t- he shouldn't be on the main card. Like he's too young. He hasn't really fought anyone that good. I don't think he's just a grappler. He don't throw heat or anything. And the other kid's a good grappler, so I would take the dog there all day. All right, next we got Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Um, damn, this is one of those fights that's like a bit of a wild card. Like both yeah, You don't guys, know which guy you're going to get because, from both yeah, of them. Yeah, exactly. And both guys, they don't excel anywhere. They're both kind of freestyle. That's not true. Kevin Holland is excellent at speaking during the fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's not like, I think he just broke his hands, right? Against one, or did Wonder, Wonder Boy, Boy break? His, he broke his hand against Wonder Boy? I think he did, yeah. Yeah, and they stopped it on the stool. And yeah. that was only in December. And we're well, you, where are you supposed to fight, Dalit? Uh I want to. Yeah, we were never like booked up to fight. Oh, okay. Yeah. He so. he he did call me out, but I was already scheduled to fight Mike Perry. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd, I'd like to get that one. Yeah. yeah, Holland seems to have the juice right now with his popularity and stuff. But uh, I would wager, very popular. I would wager outspoken. a small amount. I always like to go against the grain. I would wager like a small amount on like Ponzinibbio decision. It's something no one would think of. They think both guys are going to strike. And, but I, just I agree see with Ponzinibbio that. trying to fight intelligently and just jab his head off and move around. So I He's could got see very that. good boxing. Yeah, I could see that happening. That's what I would go against the grain and go Ponzinibbio decision, which is Ponzinibbio like understand uh, English well or? He's Argentinian. He speaks he, English. Well, if he speaks English yeah. well, then, you know, he's going to be laughing at the during the fight. He's so been in the UFC be. for a while, so... That's what I would think, that he's going to come with a strategy and just try and jab his head off. I'd wager a small amount on him by decision, which is probably... What, high, what's high what's Holland's strong point? He's a wrestler, right? Is that what, is that what no, he does well? Holland, he's a jiu-jitsu black belt. He, he's coined as a kung fu fighter. Yeah, he's, he's more of a striker. He throws he's just, hands he's long. And, he, and he throws kicks, but he's skinny. He's a bit unorthodox, but he's, he's got game. Yeah. yeah. What's what's, what's, who's, the, who's the favorite there? Uh, Holland's the favorite. He's a minus two thirty six. So you're going with the dog again, but by deci- uh, just a prop, yeah, by decision. You could take the money line, but I would go a small amount again. Like we have, like we when we give picks, we tell people the lock. Like, Tuco, this is gas digital. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody has a lot about. Yeah, everybody's going small amounts yeah. over here, buddy. Yeah, What's the next one? All right, next one's a banger. It's Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Again, I think Yanez is the favorite there. Am I right? Uh yes, that's crazy yep. to me. Yanez is. Good. I like both these guys. Yanez too. is good and he's a stud, but Rob Font I think is a high high caliber fighter. Like he's fought in like contender matchups, right? Beautiful jab. He's a yeah. plus one sixty. Who he's is Font? Font. What's he? What's Yanez? Yanez is a minus one eighty five. Yanez throws heat. Uh, he's young. Beautiful he's got, combinations. Yanez has the juice, but this is another one I'd go against the grain. Rob Font is high caliber. He's like a world class fighter. He was ranked four in the world at one point. He's fought in main yeah. events. I think he has much more experience. And again, his team, they're going to bring a good strategy. Yeah, that uh, and, New uh, England cartel. Yeah, I think, again, uh, Font by decision will probably be really big odds. And I think there's a I like that prob- pick as well. Prob- really? yeah. I, I, I completely agree with what he's yeah, saying. You have you so you you guys are in agreement on everything so far. Pretty much, yeah. Just about, yeah. Hmm. 
All right, next is the co-main. It's Burns versus Masvidal. Damn, Gilbert's my brother. Um, but this fight, everyone thinks Gilbert's going to maul him, which I hope. But I think people are really underestimating Masvidal. I, I'm, I tried to be smart. In Miami. Smart about these things. Remember the fights that he lost. He lost to Kamaru, who was a pound-for-pound pound best at that time. The first fight went to a decision. Second fight, he got caught. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost to Colby, who's, they say, the second best guy in the world, probably. Um, but now I know Masvidal like changed his management. I've heard he trained really hard for this fight, and they forget who he is. Like he went to split decisions with Damian Meyer. He had Damian on his back. Like mm-hmm. he has good wrestling defense. It Absolutely, was, you saw some of it in the first Kamaru fight. Like yeah. he was defended on the cage a little bit, um, and he's got hands, man. I think strong guy. He's yeah, a plus three seventy five. Yeah, that's a fight I'd I'd stay three away to from. three to one. He's a three seventy five. Burns yeah. is a minus five hundred. Like I'm Ooh. hoping Gilbert comes out and just mauls him. Like I got I got I got uh Gilbert by finish. Yeah, I I, I would love probably that. Probably submission. But that's a fight. If I'm being smart as a betting man, I would stay away from it because the odds on Gilbert aren't going to be great. Well, just said minus five hundred. Yeah, so I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on that fight. All right, next is the Adesanya Pereira fight. Damn, this one's good, though. Uh, so I've seen around, like, I've looked around, like, like, I know a few people on Izzy's team, and they've been posting videos of his training, and he's, like, wrestling, 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 wrestling. So um, I don't know. I would I would just bet on the Adesanya decision, which I told people to bet on last time, and he was so close to getting it. Yeah. And uh, but you'd cover insurance the Pereira knockout again. Pereira's only ever going to win by knockout in that fight, so you'd cover that as insurance. But again, that's going to be low odds. You'd want to take the pick the round maybe if you have any idea what that would be. Third round or fourth round, the later rounds I'd pick the Pereira KO. Do some guys just have other guys' number? Is yeah. it? Is it? That's you know? what they say, right? Because he's lost. Three or four fights to him? How many? Three. Three, Three fights to him, so. This is their fourth, yeah. Yeah. Guys, you're welcome for Tuco's fucking breakdown. <laughs> right he's been giving you the insurance. He's been giving you, the, giving you some serious the money. props. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been giving you, yeah. But you'd have to think that, take, like, they fought the You'd have to bring Tuco back yeah. for any other big cards and let the him give his, two fights give his were, picks. Uh, he lost in kickboxing, but now they've had an actual MMA fight, so you have to think Izzy's team... This is like the mountain for Izzy to climb, right? Like, I I mean, how many times can somebody... It's almost like unfair for Pereira at this point. Like, what was the guy that beat uh, Pacquiao and he ran around the ring? uh, Marquez. Marquez. But Pacquiao had beat him four other times. There was just nobody else for Pacquiao to fight anymore. It was like... And it turned out Marquez uh, had hard cast... uh, Hard casted and his, his uh, yeah, his wraps. Uh, his wraps. Yeah. <laughs> On top Crazy. of it all. It's like, all right. Well, that cheating's not working. Yeah. So, Bro, I wanted to ask you something. I was cornering last night at Combate in Miami. Yeah. And the guy wrapping the hands, we got into a little debate. Because uh, someone who didn't know about fighting asked, oh, why, uh, why do they wrap their hands? And I was like, to protect their hands. I was like, but the gloves are, protect- are to protect the other guy's face. And then the guy wrapping the hands was like, I've had 50 boxing fights. The gloves are to protect the hands. I was like, I don't think that's true. Because the first I, UFCs had no gloves. I don't think that's... I, I think you're correct. What the... What the, the the real... The point is, but I think what it... Like, that's the point of it. But I think I agree with the other guy. I think that really? hands, the gloves more protect your own hands when they're that small at like four ounces. I don't think, I don't think so. they protect think the face to, so much. To stop laceration so that fights could stop being stopped. 
because the first UFCs had no gloves. It wasn't. I think gloves. I thought it was. It was kind of to civilize it and make it look a little more like. Not like maybe, you know, yeah, maybe. I, I think but, I think that was the intention. But I don't think it's about the hands. I the, think the first guy to wear. But I, th- I think what it, I, what I'm saying is what I think it actually does is that it more protects the hands than the other guy's face or head. So, Damn, so but, I, but, but I think, but I think the the reason that they like instituted the gloves was to make it look kind of less barbaric and for you know sure. I mean? So the the but the actual guy. But I would say it, it more so like because if, if you hit a good knuckle, you're gonna you know you're gonna bust your hands yeah. up. I, I think yeah, I think it's more protection for the hands. The first guy to wear the 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 four ounce gloves at the UFC was Tank Abbott, and he said it was because he was breaking his hands all the time. Damn. And then Don Fry and those guys took it on because they they said that yeah, especially in the Grand Prix where they were fighting three times mm-hmm. in a night, that they it would save their their hands. That's Damn. what that's what they said. Do now whether remember? or not it's it's factually accurate, do you remember the, the laceration thing makes sense? Yeah, that's um, what I read. Maybe the wraps with the the four ounce gloves is overkill. Did, did it, I don't remember. Did Take Abbott didn't look like he wrapped his hands, did he? I don't know. So he was know. wearing gloves with no wraps. Maybe. <laughs> um, what an animal. Uh, you know, Roy McDonald didn't the, wear wraps. Yeah, because he yeah. wanted to grapple more. Uh, the yeah. story I remember about the wraps is that one boxing matches before they introduced gloves were like six hours long because no one would get a finish. Because no one would want to go for the head because you would break your knuckles. And then people started dying when they introduced gloves because the head, finally. Yeah. And that's why those old school boxing stances were very karate like. Yeah, yeah. Jack, body. Yeah, hits. they would do more grappling. They, back it was then like, and, yeah, it was uh, a, and, and yeah, there would be a lot of body work. It was like, who didn't die first would win. Yeah, it was like a battle of wills. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the first fight you watched? The first fight I ever watched? Like MMA fight. MMA fight. Uh, it was like illegal. We it was on a buddy sleepover. We had like a like a fucking VHS or a DVD, and we would like watch all this like illegal stuff. His brother would get like we would watch ECW, and these girls would take their tops off, and like Sandman would hit somebody over the head, and it was like then you got to see this UFC thing. And I just remember this guy get punched in the dick like thirty times in a row. <laughs> I remember that like one. Were, yeah. I never watched those at UFC one, UFC Me neither. two. Yeah. I think the first fight. I ever well, I was saw, like one. Yeah, <laughs> we were pretty young. <laughs> yeah, <then>. damn, true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, but uh, there was crazy fights in Brazil. I can't remember the name of the show, but it was like Valetudo. Chuck Liddell fought down there once, mm. and it was like bare knuckle in a ring, and they had like a net on the bottom of the ring. So sure. they yeah, yeah, I, I know you're Bro, talking and about headbutts. Yeah. And uh, I remember seeing one fight get stopped because he was like headbutting the guy in the sternum. Yeah, and then the guy was like. The, I wasn't even UFC. The first ones I watched, it was like Pride. I want to say it Pride, was like Boss yeah. Root. I think the first fight card I remember like being like like watching to like watch was uh, I think it was UFC eighty three. It was a uh, Sarah and Saint Pierre the when rematch. He, oh, wow. But I had gotten into it like a little bit before that. And, like watch old fights and shit. But I think that was one of the one of the first ones. Maybe I watched Shirk B- BJ Penn before that. But I remember these were like when I was first like getting into. It. I was like a, you know. It's like crazy. 15, 16, something like that. Watching you guys fight now and then watching this the stuff yeah. like from old school. It's like watching like nineteen fifties basketball where somebody's dribbling with their right hand to the left and they're yeah. taking like set Bunch shots. Of white and guys stuff. doing granny shots. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, you know, you get the you get like, you know, the, the one dude up there and like, you know, doing jump hooks and stuff. And like watching yeah. those old school fights compared to the way you guys fight now, it's like it's like watching a couple yeah. beer brawlers. Like these guys are just out there ah, ah, like these swimming hooks and then yeah. you know, it's kinda nuts, man. Yeah, the game evolved. And it's, I mean, it's evolving at a very fast rate, 
and think about it, it's only been around 30 years. Yeah. No, UFC's only been around 30 years, you Dude, know? Dude, I feel like that from, like, my first fight to now, which was, like, 10 years ago, I feel like it's changed so much. Like, mm-hmm. even everything, the way the show's produced and... For sure. And, like, just look at, like, like, back in the day, it used to be, like, specialists. Yeah. Like, you know, Hoist Gracie was thing. the baddest man on the on the planet, mm-hmm. you know? With, I actually like that. It, it it's was, cool. It was interesting from it's, a viewer's perspective. It's cool, but nowadays that it doesn't fly. Like, you uh, have to be well-rounded. You have to be able to do everything so, or you get exposed somewhere. But, okay, so from a normie's perspective, from somebody that's just watching it for entertainment, there was something to watching the boxer versus the kickboxer sure. versus... That was the idea. Yeah, it's like, it's like who would win, a bear or a gorilla? Now yeah. you guys are all gorilla bears. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's like... That's funny. You yeah. know, like... Gorilla bear eagles. Yeah, you guys are a bunch of gorilla bear raptors. Like, what the hell, dude? Like, I want to know who wins between a gorilla and a, and a velociraptor. Like, yeah. be a raptor or a gorilla. Bro, we got to train you for a fight, man. G, like G actually amateur, wants to take let's one. Let's do it. Like an amateur fight. He, yeah, he, three, he would do good. He's, he's done. He's done jujitsu. It was actually funny. I was gonna bust his balls. Like uh, we we're uh, we we're talking about like fights and stuff, and then me, like with Christos, and then I felt like G felt like he, like uh, uninvolved, and he was he told like this long like uh, jujitsu uh, tournament story. No, it was the, no, we were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> we were. Talk- I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, fighters are talking about oh, fights, oh and he was like, yeah, yeah, I had like six fights that day. I did. I like, oh, you mean six jujitsu matches? Was about <laughs> yes. Six jujitsu matches, which is very difficult when you're fat. So the I've had six jujitsu matches twenty times. Yeah, fifty times. Yeah, yeah. and the point was the you coach never heard me sucked. Tell a story about it. I'm like seven, tell, tell the story minutes, anytime you want. Matches. Huh? Look, that's why I didn't fuck with so him the anyway. first time. I didn't want to. I didn't want to take the wind out of his sails uh, like I just did. Well, the story ends with me winning gold too. Guys, oh, so let's it's fine. go. Oh yeah, getting, of course. getting was a, choked was out by a one sixty five fucking right, absolute. Getting yeah, getting choked out. Where's by a your medal? Where's your gold medal? That's at home somewhere. He's like somewhere. He at has an altar that he created of himself. The altar? <laughs> no, I, our our apartment is an altar to fucking Mickey Gall. <laughs> oh no, that's right. Yeah. The uh, but yeah, that no, was fun. It was, it, but the uh, I, I, the whole, the point of the story was the the fucking getting in with the right coach and getting in with the right school because yeah. I fucking ended up hating it because of this guy and I'm yeah. like fucking I had a torn labrum I was coming off of a torn Achilles and this guy like guilted me into doing the absolute after I was completely fucking shot yeah, yeah. and I'm like man fuck this shit I'm done yeah I'm fucking don't want where to was that back up north or what? yeah yeah but yeah he'll he he could do a fight let's do it. Yeah, do do a, a little amateur fight. Can you I, disclose your weight on the I, podcast? Though? Yeah, sure. I'm like 285, 285. Yeah, so we get cut, down, cut to, down 265. to 265. Guys, I've said this on the podcast <laughs> 80 times. I like calamari too I'll much. I'll say it again. Yeah, I, I'll have a fight with anybody one time. I don't give a fuck. I've got my ass yeah. kicked for free. If yeah. somebody wants to pay me to get my ass kicked, happy for it. I'll yeah. be a tough night out for you. I don't care. I don't want to do it every fucking day. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you guys wake up and do this shit two, three times a day is lunacy to me. It's crazy to it's me. It's fucking nuts. I know guys that have never, fun. That it's never had a fight, bro. I was in a house once that had a gym and uh, there was a guy I know hitting the bag. And he's like, is this right? I'm like, have you never hit someone? He's like, I've never hit someone. I've never been hit in my life. And they were in their 30s. And I was like. Make kids fist fight again. Yeah, so like there's the something shirt. very important to knowing hey. that you're not going to die. In if like being, Bro. it makes you not conflict averse for the rest of your life. Like there's practical applications. Maybe you're not going to be a professional fighter, but there's practical applications yeah. to being able to stand up for yourself. You know, have your voice heard. There's a confidence that you have just in every day. 
it's reality. You know what I'm saying? You get it's confronted reality. with reality. Do you do it, Mickey, you know? where you're in a restaurant and you look around, and you're like, "Yeah, I could kill everyone in here." <laughs> I, 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 I have. Like, I remember as like a like f- like when I first started doing jujitsu as like a teenager and like training, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I'd done a little boxing before that, but I remember like walking like through a mall, and it's like instead like when you're a kid, you're like, "Oh, you know, all the adults could probably like kick your ass." But I remember I was probably like 16. I was like, "Yeah, I'm like a shark among seals in this yeah. bitch. <laughs> if shit pops off, like y'all better you know be careful I mean? though." Joe that, Rogan, that, y'all better be careful because you're in Florida now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of you, peace uh, down here. you guys can kill everybody who hey, isn't tactically. No, know what I know what I think would be great. What? I want to get a power slapper on the show. I invite. Oh. This is an open invitation to any power slapper. I'd want one of the best ones too because I've seen a pa- uh, a power slapper be put like a, a like a um, like two pictures on their page. I was gonna call it a meme, but it was a picture of Francis and Ganu and a picture of them, right? And they were like. People wouldn't believe that this guy would beat this guy in a slap match. <laughs> and I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. I, 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 gotta, I can't think there's too much technique to slap fighting. I think you use your legs, use your ass. You know what I mean? You try and hit on the fucking jaw yeah. or like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. trying to, I, I don't think there's, I don't know how they practice it. I would jet, like jet, but I also don't know. They're definitely cheating, going would, like the hamite bone, right? Yeah, They're get fucking like getting, pulling that back a little bit. Yeah. I would, I would love to have one sit down, and I also would like to them to slap with G and oh, let G get the first slap. And look, it's I'll tell, I'll tell the guy this. I'll tell the guy this. I'll tell the guy, look, if you do that with G, I'll you could do MMA with me, and I won't even hurt you. I'll, yeah. I'll do this it. Is I'll do it. Fun for you in both ways. You have like, to bring me so I can catch him. I just no. need to be. Look, that. I'm just saying, we'll we'll let this guy hop into your sport. Why I'll, would I'll I ever? Into, I'll, you can hop into my sport, and I won't even hurt you. Why would I ever? let... That's the thing about the slap thing. I don't like. Why would I ever let you hit me? Like the yeah, whole I know it doesn't this, seem it. Uh, it seems kind of crazy I'm to not, me as well. No, yeah. what the fuck? And now, but I, for the for the for the fucking bit and for like the you know viral moment, you'll do it. <sighs> Probably you gotta get the chalk. <laughs> you gotta get the chalk for the slap. But you know, like how you'd see the the video where it'd be like a big body or a, a picture of a big bodybuilder, and then they'd show like Cormier yeah. or, or like Chase Hooper or yeah. like someone yeah, yeah, yeah. who like doesn't look like they're in great shape, and be like, like people wouldn't believe that this guy would absolutely destroy this guy. That guy put put this guy. I don't know who it is, but he put one up of Francis Ngannou oh and him, mm-hmm. and he said this guy would whip this guy in a slap fight. And I, I I'm I'm calling bullshit, but I could be wrong. I would love for it a slap be. fighter to they come flip in. a coin, right? Someone has to go. Are they first, called a slap so fighter? Because slap fighting is different. That's like what we grew up doing, like <laughs> yeah. slap boxing. You know what I mean? I don't know. This is power. I, no, a power I like, slapper. I like watching the chicks though. The chicks, it's <laughs> some, there's something hot is about it, right? They're, they're called they power slappers. So I want I want one to come on the show and. You know, educate me. Let me know. Tell me. I want to hear the technique. Get, I want to hear the. Are you getting smacked here too, or? No, I'll do. I'll let oh, them oh, that enter was a my quick note. That was a quick note. No, no, no. Of course not. No, he's comparing <laughs> you to Ngannou. He's a, he's comparing you to Ngannou. Yeah, can't this Bullshit. guy take a fucking compliment? You're gonna be the yeah. Ngannou to. Break, I'm I'm saying my guy. Well, fact check my guy will do your things. game, and, we, and you and you can come and do my game, and I will not hurt him. I will yeah. I will subdue him gently. Put make him you know quit, and you know I won't hurt them at all. The funniest thing, we'll, we'll go out, people will like see me, especially if I got like a little pump after the gym, they'll be like, oh, I wouldn't want to mess with you. And then he's yeah, going to stand there, there behind like, him like, yeah. <laughs> but I bet right. he has to say something, right? He's no, like, I, I never oh, say a word. Uh, I normally I never say a word. I, I normally. I'm, I'm always like. like you got to yep. gas up your boys, bro. You get It's for the boys. You got to gas them up. I'm like, I'm not the one you got to worry about. Fucking, <laughs> that's it. It's like, I'm not professionally violent. And the boy's so professionally like, violent. Joe Rogan used to talk about that. He's like, it's crazy how the average man, they just think... They can fight like with no training. And he says like I wouldn't go and challenge a 
someone to play tennis. Like, I've never played tennis in my life. And there's people out there that have never fought. It's a very good. And well, it's, then, it's a primal but thing. it's a primal thing, right? You know what I mean? We all have that in us. We all have, uh, like I, I said a lot, like all of our ancestors, everyone walking around, I, I believe yeah, one of our ancestors yeah. has had yeah. to kill another person to keep their bloodline alive. Mm-hmm. You know, we all yeah. come from, you know, killers, so to yeah. speak, from fucking, you know what I mean? Like, from a ba- from badasses. If your bloodlines, if you're alive, you had some a badass in your bloodline dude, that kept you alive. Were very conniving. My grandma killed someone. Really? Yeah. Really. So yeah, there was a war right where with my grandma's from an island called Cyprus. So the the Turks invaded it, right? Yeah. And uh, she was in the house with the kids. I might have had some Cyprus in my genealogy. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I might have. Oh, really? It was like it was like a like a small percent. Crazy. It's a small island. But uh, a Turkish soldier walks in to the house like with his gun. All the kids are running up the stairs. Apparently, she took like a big plant pot and she dropped it on his head and broke his neck. Wow. <laughs> wow. Crazy, right? What accuracy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? She's like, one degree left. <laughs> when I said my grandma killed someone, he was waiting for the story. Like, oh, how? Like, yeah. Nice. yeah. What? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. No, it was a plant. Dropped it was a, a plant. Just goes to show you. Yeah. Big and strong as, as you are. Yeah. Fucking pussy gonna take you out when it wants to. Yeah. So my grandma dropping a plant pot on Nganu's head. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, if you get him by surprise, I mean, yeah. anyone could die. Yeah. If history's shown us anything, any any man could kill any man. But yeah. have, you, have you guys? You know I mean, you guys have met Navy SEALs. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You met you met Army Rangers. These aren't like physically imposing people. Yeah. You know, they look like cross country runners almost. Yeah. These aren't. You know, it's their tactical knowledge. Yeah. It's their ability to ascertain weakness. I mean, it's like, you know, it's a whole different level of shit. Yeah, like fucking you put a, a, a guy from SEAL Team 6 in fucking shorts and four-ounce gloves, put him in the cage, and your yeah, terrain, yeah, he's going to yeah. be in trouble. You know, literally everywhere else on Earth, yeah. under any other circumstance, you're not the top of the food but chain But then anymore, I do have a rebuttal for that because it's like, my buddies in, in London used to say this to me, like, oh, you train, yeah, I'm just, I'll, do, I'll poke you in the eye, I'll kick you in the nuts, I'll fucking get my knife out. And I'm like, bro, I can fucking kick you in the nuts too. Yeah. Except I can fucking kick. Yeah, but like, people, yeah. Yeah, but people yeah. are 14,000 times less effective with kicks in the nuts than they think they are, though. <laughs> yeah. So there's... But you know what I'm saying? Like, when someone says to me, oh, I just poke your eyes out, I'm like, bitch, I'll poke your eyes out Who's quicker, harder... Yeah. Like yeah. Hammerhead is saying that though. Like, who's People saying say that? that man. Oh, that jujitsu shit. I'll just fucking shoot you. I'm like, bitch. I'll shoot you quicker and faster. Yeah, I'm faster than you, bigger than you, and I got better hand-eye coordination. My, my car is better than you. My clothes <laughs> better than you. My sneakers better than you. My bitch hotter than you. I talk <laughs> better than you. I talk <laughs> yeah. better than you. <laughs> I love that. So, outside of uh, gassing up Ruby's flowers, wi.com, I want to finish uh, today's episode with three things you're grateful for, Mickey. What are three things you're grateful for? We're gonna end on a mm. on something of gratitude. Mm. All right. Um, one thing I'm grateful for is the fucking sunshine. The beautiful sunshine. Without sun, without light, nothing exists. Thank you for sunshine. Nothing Thank exists. If, if we don't have lights and, and sun, there's nothing. You know what I mean? Can't I like see that. anything. I like that. But also, it feels so good on your skin. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a beautiful thing. Um, another one I'm grateful for are uh, friendships that are like family. You know what I mean? Like your friends that are like, 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 you know, like that are, that are like your brothers. You know what I mean? Like, I think, uh, like those relationships are important. And, uh, that's, that's kind of like to the, um, what is it? Blood of the, 
No, um, blood of the covenant is thicker than water of the womb. Like a lot of people say, like it's like, like uh, blood's thicker than water. They like bastardize that saying. It's like people you like, like your boys that you like. You know, we train together. We mm. you know we spill blood. We go to war together. We that type shit. Like my boys, like LJ and Billy D. Like that's mm. blood of the covenant. You know, what I mean, those are like my brothers. Interesting. Um, and a third thing. Why are you thinking of that? You just gave me an, uh, an interesting thought. The I listened to Dennis Prager said something the other day that I thought was very interesting, that the idea of the Ten Commandments is flawed. The first commandment is, thou shalt not, not kill. kill. It's apparently a, uh, a mistranslation. Um, the Hebrew word that was used was murder. Thou shalt not murder. Very, very big distinction between thou shalt not kill and thou shalt well, not Well, that's murder. war. That's yeah. why warriors don't go to, don't go to I hell. I thought that was very interesting. Soldiers I, I, don't I go to hell. I have never heard that presented in that way before. The Ten Commandments says the idea of thou shalt not well, kill presents the world of being a pacifist. Regardless of anything, you can't kill. You can't right. no self-defense, no anything. You can't kill an animal. You have to be a vegan. No, no, it's not, it's not thou shalt well, not kill. It's thou shalt not murder. Very yeah. interesting. That, that, that changes the whole outlook. It kind of does change it a little bit. And that kind of with the blood of the covenant gave me that kind of thought there. What's your what's your third, third one? Thing um, you're grateful for? That God just made me so beautiful. <laughs> I knew he was going to do something. Oh, shit. <laughs> thankful for, I'm grateful for humility. Uh, <laughs> I'm the most humble you'll ever meet. Just ask me. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you got anything you're grateful for your way out? We're all going to do three uh, fucking No, nah, just one, just one. I got, nah. I got three things for, I could do. Go uh, for it. I'd say. And everyone listening, you should do it too. Think from a place of gratitude. Ong La and Sang. He, mm. he's Great guy. The Burmese Python, yeah, he's a beast. Um, he's fighting May 5th, two yeah. young guys in Denver. Um, yeah, he got me, I, I traveled with him the last two fights. He says grace every meal. And, it do, and I, I started doing it this year. I hardly ever miss a meal anytime I eat. And it doesn't have to be a religious grace. Like sometimes the food comes down in a restaurant and I'm like, I just look at the actual plate and like the tomato, the sure. fucking chicken, whatever it is. So I've eaten with Ang a bunch of times. And I, he must do it on the sneak. Yeah. So I never noticed. Probably. But I, and, I, and I think about where it came from. Like, damn, this tomato came from fucking California. Some old Mexican dude fucking planted it with his family recipe. Yep. I just think about the origin of the food and I'm and I'm just grateful for it that we have the means in America and I had the money to buy it and the time to sit and eat it. And I'm like, man, and I think about that. It's so there, there's a guy named uh, Ruslan who we've had on the uh, the podcast. Great guy out in California doing great things. And, you know, we disagree. I, I, I'm agnostic. He, he's very, very Christian. And he kind of changed my mind about grace and i always he he's like we went out for for lunch and he's like you mind if i say grace and i'm like absolutely he's like we got into a little debate about it and my perspective of it was like and this may be just be the roman catholic upbringing it's like you got to check the box with sky cop before you eat like <laughs> yeah. thanks sky cop appreciate it it was always like what the <laughs> fuck man like you know you're just kind of going through the motions sky daddy yeah that's, like, what, that's like, what sigmund freud like, called thanks, it sky cop you know the Thanks for not locking me up. So the, but he had that perspective. He's like, no, it has nothing to do with it. it it's it's appreciation and gratitude yeah. for the effort of people that brought this food to you. Yeah, yeah. It, it somebody farmed this food. Somebody somebody planted that seed. Somebody drove that truck. It's it's an appreciation and a gratitude of the of what it takes to bring this yeah. to you. One and chicken, it, period, at these eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but that, that, uh, that kind of 
mentality of gratitude is I, I, you know, corny as it may sound, and as much as I don't like organized religion, I do like mentality and the difference between prayer and manifestation is just perspective, right? Yeah, like right. people like manifest as you're praying. It's the same as if someone makes you a coffee, you say thanks to them, like they went and fucking. It's gratitude. It in, yeah. It's gratitude. I, I got a little nick on my car the other day. You know, I've been really trying to practice this, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? It's a rental car. This shit's gonna be such a pain in the ass. And as I'm pissed off about it, I pull out of the lot and I see this dude hit a pothole and the whole side of the car is just like wrecked and I'm sitting there like man this could be a lot worse dude, you know what so true this could right. be a lot worse dude. yeah <laughs> my I little see that. I'm reminded bad. that every day at a bar with when I'm doing my PT from my back and I see people in there who are be, having to be yeah. helped up out of wheelchairs yeah. and all this shit like yeah it's you know it's right. not Nothing to complain about, man. Well, there's things to complain about, you know, but it's just perspective. No, there important. isn't, bro. Yeah. If you call yourself a half-assed stoic, there's nothing to complain about. Fair enough. Nothing to complain about. Either do something about it. Either do or don't. Or second. you can raise awareness about them. <laughs> <laughs> second thing I'm grateful for is my fucking Glock 43 and living in the sunshine state. The gunshine state. There you go. Freedom. We'll just call <laughs> yeah, that Second freedom. Amendment. We'll call yeah. it freedom. No and Second then, Amendment in Britain, bro. <laughs> you know why there's no you know why there's no first amendment in Britain? Why? Because there's no second amendment, bro. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's a fact. And the third thing I'm grateful for is Big Trouble in Little China because that's a great fucking movie. That's a great fucking movie. Shout out John Carpenter. Shout out Kurt hey, Russell. Uh, I, like you need I to, beg to differ, my friend. You need to watch <laughs> it together so you can make sure. We he's did, and I was attention. like, "Fucking." You know this what is the problem was? He was completely sober. We'll take him. So we'll take him. We'll get him all shroomed up. Watch it again. All of a sudden, open his eyes of perception. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, that's it. That's that. That's uh, yours? What about yours? I am grateful uh, for you two fine gentlemen elucidating me on the world of professional violence. I'm grateful elucidating for elucidating you, elucidating me. I'm elucidating. A, I'm grateful for the vocabulary, <laughs> and I am grateful to Aubrey and Christian for producing this great show that's on on, on their out. weekend. Thank you guys for coming in on the genuinely. Thank you for coming in on your off day and helping us out, helping helping work this out after I was uh, away last week and, and accommodating me, man. I really appreciate you guys. Really grateful for my family, my father's health, especially after you know that health scare. Really, really grateful for for the, you know being able to spend the time that I've been able to spend with them. And I'm grateful for each and every yeah, one I'm of happy you. Your pops is doing well. That's listening that's and help, uh, dude. Mick, we're up over fifteen thousand followers on Instagram, and we got over five million views. Man, this is only thirty episodes in. This is a fucking rocket ship, and I'm grateful to be a part of it. Love all y'all. Thank you, Rudy's uh, Flowers WI.com, for playing the Bills. This has been a long hey, episode. Wait, and it was I, got, fantastic. I got one more though for Tuco. Um, you obviously are gonna come back soon, yeah, right? For sure. Um, who from the gym do you think we should have on? Who else from Kill Cliff Fight Club do you think we should have on? I think <sighs> I feel like we got to get King Henry up in here. That would be great, but you got to get him loose and like telling his stories because Henry's got so. Well, many I don't know how many stories, stories he's gonna want to tell. That's the thing, man. No one wants I, to. Like, I gotta ask. I gotta. Even I gotta, me, I got ask crazy stories. Now like. we'll have some. We'll have some. Uh, we'll have some. Have to have some beers up in here with. Yeah, him. We'll have, Henry have him likes on a beer, beer cast. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, I would never tell half the stories I have because it's like fuck. Yeah, I don't want anyone to know that shit. Well, yeah, certain, so certain stuff we got to keep close to the best. Well, you know, the show's gonna be around for ten years. Episode yeah. one thousand when you yeah, when you don't have your career to worry let's about go. anymore, you can yeah. then you can. But yeah, I don't know. Right, right before going. you drop the tell all, you come on and you know, right. we'll sell the book for you. Deal. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's so like straight and narrow in the gym. So you think it'd be fun? I also think uh, I want to get Jared Gordon on. Jared's got. Jared would be story, great. Yeah. Trying to think who's funny. We're gonna get Vicente on because 
uh, Christian loves him. I need Big Swarm in here, bro. Yeah, yeah. Lin- what the Linton. fuck, Linton? Big Big Swarm, bro. I want here. I want hear stories we're, we're, of, of he's, training. Let's get Linton on and let's try find him a wife because he's forty years old. He needs to settle down. I got a feeling that's uh, a decision he's making. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get feel like on. he's not hurting. Get him on and try get some live callers in to like. Well, I want to hear live the stories of him training with. He, he told us he trained with Top G, Andrew yeah, Tate. Yeah, get him to talk on Andrew Tate. Yeah. Yeah, maybe try and get Linton on this week. I'll give him a call when we get out of here. The three of us will give him a Let's little go. call, give him a little push. But it. anyone else? Anyone from, you think that? Uh, trying to think who's crazy and funny. I don't know. I'll have to circle back. All right. All right. Well, fuck yeah. Slick and thick, baby. Let's go. Welcome, Tuco. Thanks for, thanks Thank for coming you. on. Thanks Thank for the you, eggs, man. brother. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for bringing Enjoy. in the red coat. Enjoy. Oh, dude, where can they find you? Uh, find me? I thought you meant find the red coat. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Where can uh, they find I'm you? Just, I'm not... Big on the social media. I'm on Instagram at Tuco. You got a good Instagram. Yeah, but I stopped, like, all the censorship, I stopped posting the political memes and shit because it's like, they just fuck you and yeah. hide your page yeah. and shit. So, yeah, at Tuco300, that's it, man. I don't have any Snapchat or TikTok, none of that shit. I'm low-key. Well, follow us everywhere else because, you know, we have to. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube. We got a new TikTok now, right, Aubrey? Oh, we're on TikTok now, huh? Unfortunately, yes, we have to do TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's slick and thick here, there, and everywhere for everybody. I'm Jerome Michaels. That's Mickey Ball. That's been Tuco. Check out the rest of Gas Digital. We will see you guys on Monday. Peace.